Turns out how they actually Welcome go. everybody to the Idle Chatter Podcast, a random thought podcast. And today I'm at the Board Realm at Conover Square in Oregon, Illinois. And today I've got Ashton and Phil. How are you guys doing this morning? Doing pretty good. How you doing, Phil? Doing real good, yeah, actually. <laughs> so uh back again. I was here, what shoot, that was almost a month ago, I guess now, something Probably. like that. Yeah, because it was in April and uh that one went over pretty good. So figured I'd get back here and touch base. I know I stopped in yesterday, uh right between your Yu-Gi-Oh and I guess Magic events that you had going on. There was there's a pretty fair amount of people in yeah. here and it's not a real big space. It seemed like everybody was having a good time and hanging out and mm-hmm being geeks and nerds <laughs> together, I guess. Right. So, um, yeah, I wanted to stop in, you know, we got your uh, buddy Phil on here and the first time meeting him, talk to him a little bit. Uh, sounds like an interesting guy, a little bit closer to my age anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I guess we'll, uh, start a little bit about, uh, I guess what you, ha- what you've had going on here over the last month and maybe some stuff coming up. So, uh, tell me a little bit uh, about uh, how the last month's been going for you there, Ashton. Um, pretty decent actually. Uh, we, I did the, uh, the uh, Castle of Chaos comic, I mean, not Comic-Con, Multicon, uh, did that, what was that, last week, and, and uh, got a lot of new players in from that, and then a lot of people that are just interested to see what's going on. It, was, it actually was a little uh, uplifting, because a few people walked in there like, yeah, we came to here just because we wanted to figure out what the store was, and I was like, whoa, you came to the Multicon just to see me? And then I was like, check out the Facebook, man, I could have saved you a little money. <laughs> yeah, that was another thing, that uh, that event there over at the castle there on Route 2, that was, I took my kids to it, and mm-hmm. they, I mean, we weren't there a huge amount of time, they're a little bit smaller, but I mean, I think they liked it. Yeah, and you, you had one of my favorite outfits, too, for it. <laughs> yeah, the, the human spider, the original one. Oh, yeah, that was, uh, that was, uh, that was something, let me tell you, yeah. but uh, yeah, so... I guess we'll uh, kind of go a little bit more about what you got uh, coming up here. I know you you're still working on some events. I think getting like mm. sanctioned with Pokemon, the Pokemon League, and things like that. So yeah, with the Pokemon League, I uh, got approved as a store. They did the background check and everything like that, and then I applied for the actual league, which I think is what's holding me back from posting events on the actual Play Network. So I actually emailed them about that today, and I mean not today, a while ago, probably a week. And I actually got an email this morning at like 6 a.m. And they're like, yeah, can you provide us with this little bit of information we can get back to you? I was like, all right, who's working, you know, 6 a.m. on Sunday? I guess probably over in Japan, different hours. But um, so I got hit with that. So I'm hoping to get that actually going and start a league here and be able to post it because it is a fun game. And we do have a decent amount of players that crossing over from the other ones that want to play Pokemon and also some people that sounds like they only play Pokemon. So right. trying to get that going. And then uh, for uh, Magic, I'm still waiting on Wizards uh, to uh, go ahead and uh, get the approval. So I'm actually doing a little bit of remodeling in here to clean it up so my uh, application video can look a little bit better for them. And then Yu-Gi-Oh! Yeah, we've been rolling with Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm going to try to make it about every Saturday, probably midday, do an OTS tournament and have people come in here and compete for packs and see what we can get going on for that. Yeah, that's awesome, man. Like I said, it's uh, it's something else. I mean, it's not something that... Uh, I mean, I guess for me, I grew up on the whole Pokemon mm-hmm. trend, and I never really got into Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic or anything like that. I think probably out of those three main ones, I'd almost want to say that Pokemon's maybe a little easier to pick up because from what, watching some of the other ones, it seems like there's a lot more... Yeah. with some of the other games and especially watching the the one yesterday the four guys over here were doing i mean i 
I didn't get any of that that they were doing. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's 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 way over my head right there. I, so. I think when you get into that though, it's like Pokemon's like the entryway because it's pretty straightforward. Like we were talking about earlier off the mm-hmm. podcast, that it was it's pretty much you know pretty easy to pick up and understand for a card training game but like Yu-Gi-Oh has just gone crazy lately with the rules and how they play and how fast it goes oh, yeah. and it's like the tier levels of complexity yeah and also it all has a lot to do with like what level you want to play at too yeah so. it was also crazy too because talking to the Yu-Gi-Oh guys a lot of them they're like oh we got in Yu-Gi-Oh and that's all we did I'm like whoa you started there all yeah. right like me I mean I guess I started playing magic before really playing Pokemon but it was like I can't just see walking into Yu-Gi-Oh but then again, I guess if you know you learn those rules, it's a little bit more like, hey, that's my home base for you know where I built my rules and my style of knowledge of how the games play. Right. Work your way back down. Well, only playing Magic for the longest time, like those rules just come second nature to me half the time. So like, oh, yeah. like trying to play another card game now, I'm like, well, yeah, they're, do, they're definitely. You know? I mean, I guess probably barring turn base. I mean, everything's different completely <clears throat> from start to finish, and. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I know Ashton's been trying to get me to steer me in and just keeps putting packs in for me. Hey, just, 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 just give it a try. Yeah, hey, you want to do this draft with us? <laughs> Got to get that gateway going. You look yeah. how, see how shiny these are? <laughs> you like shiny stuff, right? <laughs> I'll tell you, man. Magic has really stepped up their prints. Oh, like yeah. The way the cards oh, yeah. look. The no, they look awesome. Yeah. I, fantastic. Yeah, the, few whoever's stuff. doing all the designs and stuff like that on they got They pay attention pretty to pretty creative, other. yeah. Yeah, they've been stepping it up. But I think it's just because Pokemon has been, really been coming out with yeah. some cool cards lately. And, like, Magic's like, oh, man, we're behind the times here. We really got to step it up. Right, yeah. right. They Even the attention. lands in Magic has really been nice. Oh, my gosh, yeah. See, actually, I got to give that to Magic. I think their full art lands are way prettier than yeah. any full art energy a card I've seen for Pokemon. Like... It's, it's, I'm a big fan of the uh, stained glass looked cards. Oh yeah, those are really Dude, so pretty. No, yeah, I mean it's yeah. I mean, as far as art design go, I think I think mm-hmm. Magic's definitely got the edge with that kind of stuff. But I mean, and that's even me saying it because I'm partial to Pokemon. I guess I'd say mm-hmm. so. It's a little a little different than somebody that's like that. Magic is all they've done for like 10, 15 yeah. years or something like that. You know, so I think though too though like Magic's just like has a little bit bigger story base behind it too you know what i mean so like they can pull for more on it in the way it is because magic's been going on i mean this is the original card game it's like yeah. 1994 yeah it's been around for a yeah. while time, it was well yeah. before pokemon for sure but and pokemon it seems like every time they come with another generation like all right we got to make a god to the last gods that we made and <laughs> it's just like a pyramid scheme of gods coming down oh, man it's night and day different i mean i grew up with the 151 and mm. now it's god what is it like 900 or pushing 900 or something that's a lot it's Scarlet a lot violet just came out and i, I don't even know <laughs> uh, real quick though to the Yu-Gi-Oh people i do have to give credit there too because i've seen some cards on that where i'm just actually like dang they're doing really good i we should not sleep on Yu-Gi-Oh cards oh well, my buddy was out here matt yesterday and um i mean I think he's probably still got some original cards from when he was a kid because oh, he had that box great yeah. full of stuff. I mean, I can imagine the stuff that he's got anyways. Um, but yeah, so oh, definitely a lot coming coming up here for you guys. Mm-hmm. So um, I know today you've actually got a few Pokemon events here starting in uh, what, about three and a half hours. You got the yep. learn to play there at noon. Mm-hmm. Um, and you got... Well, you got, I think I've seen you saw something, eight slots, up to eight people you can do right now, something like that. That was, uh, yeah, for the uh, learn to play, because I have the uh, the stadium boxes, I mean, the academy boxes here, 
and uh, those only come with a certain amount of packs on it. So right. I wanted to be able, people to be able to come in and I'll open those up. They're not very expensive. And uh, I wanted people to be co- able to come in here and I'm like, all right, here's a pack to play with for the day and you don't have to invest anything. This is just to learn to play for free. So, right. um, and then I want to do that. And then we have a tournament right after that. Now, of course, it's not a sanctioned tournament, but we're going to try to play by those rules and see what the turnout for that is. Right. It's just something, you know, for kids to come mm. out and even some adults you know bring your kids out and have fun yeah learn something new or yeah, pick up something that you did out. like when you're when you were a kid you yeah. know maybe when mine get a little bit older i can do something a little bit more like that and then get more in reading and stuff like that and we uh actually one of your buddies came out to the last pokemon learn to play your neighbor right uh no i don't th- i don't know if they made it out exactly but i know they wanted to come out and check it out they okay. might have though i, I they yeah. didn't say anything to me i'm not very good with remembering names but <laughs> we had a couple guys come out there with their kid and it was just it honestly was really cool to see because i could see the dads being like like they're they know they're playing like a children's game but they're like you know what this is actually kind of fun like i could see it and they're like they're like getting competitive with their kid they're like oh yeah is that what you're doing boom Oop. and they slap that down they'd be like now what to their kid i'm like there you go there's the competitive edge i think that's one thing that like people just don't get on, on these card games that like at a certain level this is a these games are very competitive i mean yesterday our or uh, draft we had for double masters. That last game with me and Nate for the championship there was down to the wire. I mean, it was a good game. Yeah. So. I mean, even dude, I, I I've seen some decks with Pokemon where I'm like, whoa. Yeah. Like there's a lot of thought went in this, and you think of it as a children's game, but no, there's some there's some actual strategy that you need for that. There's some cards that do some wild stuff, but I do like the simplicity of it though. It's a nice breather. Oh, yeah, for sure, because it's not like, well, like you said, complex as some of the other other games that's out there, and that's just touching with the card games. That doesn't get in all the, like, D&D and Warhammer and stuff that's a little more in-depth than oh, yeah. sitting down for 20 or 30 minutes and playing a game of Pokemon or something else like that. But Pokemon's very turn-based because you can, if it's somebody else's turn, you cannot play anything. Right. That's what I kind of like about it. Like, hey, I know what's going to happen on my turn. Like, this is everything. You can't be like, oh, counter that. I'm like... All right, I threw off my whole strategy. Be like, nope, here's my shot. Now you do something on your turn to do something against it. I kind of like that part of it. Right. But, yeah, I think I think that's going to be growing here a lot. No, that's cool. And, um, yeah, so that's coming up today. Um, what about the uh, rest of the week here? Are you kind of keeping the same schedule going? Or what yeah. What other main events do you get coming up here later on so, in the week? Um, I don't have an exactly established, but I already know the kind of the method I want to do. And I'm still tweaking it with uh, the people that come here because a lot of odd schedules I'm trying to balance here. But um, I'm thinking uh, Fridays. Uh, I'm Fridays and Saturdays for magic. I'm trying to figure out which day I'm going to do a draft and which day I'm going to do like a regular competition, say like commander or some type of format. Um, I'm leaning more towards Friday night cause that's typically how people do it is Friday night magic. They do different formats on those days and then uh, try to do a draft like Saturdays. And then, and then also on Saturdays about, I'm going to shoot for like between noon and two, keep going with my OTS tournaments for Yu-Gi-Oh!, Seems like that group can get together at that time, and they're going to probably be pretty consistent. And then Sundays, I like to make more days for, like, uh, Pokemon and stuff. It seems more like, all right, you know, being the younger crowd, parents are like, all right, we're caught up with what we had to do on Saturday, and now we can go have, like, a leisure day, you know, hang out at the shop a little bit on Sunday. So yeah. going to try to do that. But, yeah, the the events are going to be changing around a lot, especially depending on, oh, what released this week or what, you know, what's being pushed this week or anything like that. It can... A lot of variation, but probably going to stick with Friday, Magic, Saturday, 
Yu-Gi-Oh! Magic and Sunday Pokemon. Right. And uh, Tuesdays, we have Paint Club. So oh, yeah. If you guys want to come out, paint models. Um, right now, we do a lot of Warhammer and AOS models. Mm-hmm. And um, you got two great guys running that right yes. now. Yes, yes. Um, Nate and Joey, they run that. They're both pretty good artists. If you've never painted a model before, it's cool. I painted my first one two weeks ago. Me and my mm-hmm. wife came out for that, and it was we had a blast. So they did been coming very out. good. Yeah, yeah, we've been coming out regularly now so yeah tuesdays yeah every tuesday the paint club is going to be getting together and they're uh it's over in my over my room over there uh i call it the playroom so if i'm not here you can just walk in and game there or whatever you want to do because i might not have the shop open if i'm at work so they go over there every tuesday and honestly i've seen some really cool stuff coming out there especially from newer people i was like that's actually pretty impressive work so i think they're teaching pretty well yeah and uh also, we do have a decent amount of people get together on Thursdays, and I'm trying to push that more because uh, we have a couple of people that Thursday is like their free day, and I'd like to get something going. Be like, all right, you know, try to get it. Probably still maintain a casual day for it, but try to get a bunch of people in here just to do competitive, casual play, I guess. Right. Yeah. So in Magic, uh, one of the formats is Commander, and in that Commander format, you have a casual format, and then you have what they call CDH, which is a competitive format, which it gets really competitive yeah. really fast. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we got a couple of guys that love to play that that version of it, so that's mm. what we try to get together on Thursdays to play that version. Yeah. It sounds like we're going to be getting more people too that are going to be into yeah, the that'd be competitive. Great. Now, I definitely don't want to be a part of those games, <laughs> but I'll watch them. That those those type of games, you really have to know like the ins and outs of the rules a lot because there's like with magic, you can play on other people's turns, you can play on triggers of effects of cards. I mean, it gets really, really in depth and and then also on that one, when you're some of the people are playing cards, you almost have to know what they are because they can just get in a roll of right this does this, the triggers of this, and if you don't know their like those cards by yourself, you could be like getting lost in what they're doing. Because they're just natural from them. They're like, boom, boom, this is all happening, and this is, they don't explain why, because it would take so much longer. <laughs> Some of those turns are just so much going on for one person. Yeah, so. Yeah, it gets <laughs> real intricate. I mean, I've seen some guys, what, how long it turns? <laughs> Usually a casual game of compa- uh, Commander will go seven to ten turns, mm. at like a, a power base of like seven or eight, right? And with these CDH decks, you're looking at power bases at like 10. So you're talking maxed out decks, efficient. Um, you're looking at turn four wins. And yeah. in Magic, that's crazy, especially yeah. with a 100-card deck. So, and there's a lot of guys now that we do have a couple of competitive CDH players. Like, I know I've been tweaking mine to mm-hmm. keep up. And uh, my buddy Marty, he's been doing his. And I think we got a couple of other guys that just found the place are gonna be coming over to play so it's gonna be interesting to see what people brew and stuff so i'm excited we got some newer players where i believe that they're probably going to be creeping into that category at some point here too but like yeah though like i've seen uh marty he played a turn and he was going quick with it too and in one turn i'm like dang 20 minutes later i'm like like dang he's finally done but he just did so much it's the interactivity that's why like magic's more complicated than pokemon you'll never have like a 20 minute turn with pokemon no 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 (laughs) Yeah, because there's only so much that you can do when it comes to Pokemon that I oh, remember yeah. anymore. I mean, I'm sure there's more to it now than there was 20-some-odd years ago, yeah. but it's still not going to be as intricate as some of the other stuff because essentially you're picking... You have so many bench Pokemon. You have a main yep. one. You you know what? You essentially do whatever trainers, whatever, and then you attack, and that's basically it. So, I mean, it's yeah. simple. It's easy to pick up and learn. That's another benefit about that, and obviously it's something that's... I guess compared to Magic, even though Magic is still definitely really big, I think actually 
worldwide, there's probably a lot more people that know more about, I guess, the Pokemon side than they would Magic. I'd say as a whole, collectability included, right. as a whole, Pokemon's yeah. definitely bigger. As playability, I'd probably give it to Magic. Because I, Well, yeah, but I don't think... Other than Magic online. never did any type of, like, TV series or movies no. or anything the like that. The only so. thing they ever had was... Because um, you have to remember, Magic, when that got made, that wasn't big back then. Right. Mm. So they did books. So they actually had paperback books and stuff back then, too. and Or they do, you know, the whole lore and story of Magic back then. So, right. like, a lot of guys got into it by reading the books. Mm. And, I mean, unfortunately, at that time, too, playing Magic wasn't as accepted. You know what I mean? You were a nerd. You were that. Or when you played Magic back then, too. So that had kind of a connotation when it first started. Yeah. Right. Now that we're, you know, more bald people, yeah. you know, <laughs> Pokemon was right at that sweet spot, I think, to where it was okay to be, you know, an older person and play with your kids, play card game with your kid or whatever, you know, so... I do love that about it now. Now it's definitely not frowned upon. Like I'll go like my D and D group. Like I'll have a guy that's a bank manager. I'll have a guy that you know he runs his own business or like just different multiple different areas of like life and people come together for these games. I'm like, all right, you know what? Yeah. Like this is kind of mainstream. I'll, I'll give it to Pokemon though. Like they really stepped it up. Like with the mobile apps and all that oh. stuff. Like they've got they're beating everybody right now. In my opinion, I think they've yeah. got some of the best mobile apps and stuff. Like, Pokemon Go, so tough. yeah, I know. It's yeah. like how do you compete with that when you're mm. Magic? I mean, Magic tried. Mm. I know Yu-Gi-Oh's been trying. I know they all now have got it to where like Magic has Arena and Yu-Gi-Oh. I think it's Duel Masters. His uh, Yu-Gi-Oh's? Um, I am unsure. Uh, they, I don't think it, it might be. I they're, haven't looked at online, one, online I think because yeah. not a lot of the Yu-Gi-Oh guys actually like the online stuff. I think it. I think that has to go with when you started playing. Me personally, I love the paper yes. version of it because it's also there's a social aspect to it, right? You're you're mm. getting together with your friends, have a good time, joke around. You know, I mm. mean, we're not always all playing tournaments. You know, a lot of us just no. having a good time hanging out with friends. Goofing around. Yeah, yeah goofing, <laughs> hanging around, have a good time. Um, so that was like your community back in the day, right? So we all got together. Mm. But now with all the online stuff, like arena and everything, like it's kind of taking that social aspect out of it a little bit, which... Yeah, that's actually how I learned how to play Pokemon is I played the online game yeah. on the app and I would have it like, hey, I got, I got a downtime for about 15 minutes. Let me pop a game in real quick. I do like that... You know, I don't have to go somewhere. I yeah, the easy accessibility. You yeah. don't have to pack your cars up, your dice, your play mat, all that stuff. I mean, shoot, you've seen my my yeah. bag. It's like a 40-pound binder I have to carry around. Yeah. Marty carries like three bags with him. <laughs> I was like, dude, why do you carry so much stuff, man? He's big enough he can. He's like, I yeah. <laughs> well, yesterday I came in with just just my box I was going to take my deck home with, a couple dice, some sleeves, and a play mat, and that was it. I'm like, mm -hmm. I'm not staying that long today. I'm just going to get in, get the tournament in, and get out today. So, yeah. But didn't feel like carrying the I would fifty pound bag with me. I would say online versus in person. Of course, I'm definitely pushing in person. That is so much more fun. Yeah, when uh, when you finally get your uh, WPN from Magic, you will actually be able to start doing pre releases. And when we start doing those, you'll actually get a card in the pre release that lets you get free packs online. So they're trying to push both avenues. So yeah, Magic, right. I think Pokemon does the same, don't they? Every single pack you open, you've seen that. They have a code card in the yeah, back right. that gives you a free pack online. So yeah, yeah, you're yeah. like, you're buying packs both spots and different well, stuff too. I agree with that with the way Pokemon has it where every pack you buy in person, you get a pack online. That, if Magic did that, I'd probably play a lot more online. I'm surprised they don't. Yeah, they, they yeah. do a lot of pre-release stuff. And I think it's, you know, kind of that money grab with those type of games where you have to pay to win, 
buy more cards, buy more, more. You buy gold coins online. You know what I mean? Oh, so you have to basically buy two packs then. So you have to buy the in-person one if you want to play in person or actually, yeah, that's weird. That that's what kind of turned me off with the arena version is because I've already got a huge collection at home. I don't have to rebuy everything I have. Yeah. I mean, you do play if you win on the online version of magic, you do get coins and cards and you can collect a little bit that way too. So, Mm. right. I wonder if they'll push a uh, promo stuff like an in-person promo because Yu-Gi-Oh sent me an email about that. They're like, "Yeah, you want to do an online tournament that you can host, and people will still get promotional, like physical promotional packs." Oh, that's cool. I'm like, that's a smart way to go about it. Yeah. That'd be a good way to push your online. I think really merging the gap there is the best way to do it. Like Pokemon and with the Yu-Gi-Oh thing, I think that's the best way. Yeah, they're doing good on that. Yeah, I mean, what's the harm if you charge like an extra dollar a pack to put a like on the magic pack, you know what I mean? With, I mean, you have like five versions of magic packs already. What's the difference if you did a booster pack with like a free online pack in it or something, you know, like a code for that, and you charge an extra buck or something? Like, I guess maybe you'd probably come down to people that still don't care for it then. Yeah, like, maybe. I want to pay that extra buck guaranteed per pack. Right. I think I probably would just to get the. I mean, because yeah. then it would make arena a lot for you. Know, I can't tell you how many times I've built a deck in real life. I'm like, man, I wish I could just practice this. Yeah. Over and over and over, and I can't build the exact same deck online because I don't have all the cards to transfer over, and it just drives mm. me nuts. And all you could do right now is text me at 1 a.m. You're like, guess what I put on my deck? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's great. <laughs> well, I mean, because then if you could do that online, then you can kind of play around, and it's like if you're missing a card or two, you can always just buy yeah. that one card. It's like, oh, that actually works really well with this, so I'm going to – I'll suck it up. I'll pay the – 10 15 bucks for the single card that way i know i've got it mm. the play i test, mean the playtest aspect of it i think would be awesome yeah right. actually that's a good point because online you, you you're not going against the people in the store because in the store you have everybody's got their own format and style online you're like all right wider range i know this works mm-hmm. across multiple decks yeah i mean and that goes yeah. for every every you know format Yu-Gi-Oh, pokemon i mean being able to transfer your deck over and to be able to get that extra play time. Because a lot of times it's just playing your deck and like you just did different scenarios. So you could figure out how to play around that or get right. around this or how to move actually, in that. that you, the, know, you have a good point as far as uh, I actually kind of, because the code cards you get in the Pokemon packs, those just open random packs online. Now this would be way too tough for them to keep track of and do, but if they could have a code card for the online that gave you the exact stuff that you pulled, that way when you're play testing, oh. you know you've already got it. So Magic does, the way they do it is is that the code cards you get will pull that set that you bought. Yes. That's all it is, but it's a different set of cards. Yeah, because I don't know how they'd, because be otherwise it, there wouldn't, it wouldn't be random. They would ha- There would have to be they'd have to a keep pattern. Track. They'd have to know, okay, this pack has this. And then I feel like you'd end up having, you'd get a whole box that would be exactly the same cards in every pack. Whoa. There'd probably be some kind of mistake or error that that would probably happen because it would... Yeah, your all quality that, control had to be on point. Right, because what would happen is all this stuff gets packaged by machines and stuff, goes on yeah. conveyors, gets cut, gets sent out or whatever. So there would have to be some type of pattern in order mm-hmm. for them to do it, whether it be... Every sheet that they cut has certain cards, and then it's always the same, so they could put whatever card with it. So every pack, so if you pull, like, your first card, they probably, you probably know, okay, I know all the cards that are going to be in this pack. Uh, Other And th- even if there's hundreds of different, you know, uh, variations on it, there's still going to be probably room for some error that you probably will get something like mm-hmm. that one pack I opened that had like four of the same cards, like two of each. Yeah, yeah. Like just something odd like that, but something like that I could see happening where they're, it's literally, you're, you open a pack, 
Okay. You open the second pack, exact same cards. Open up the third pack, exact same cards. Now, I mean, this would be great if it had some kind of super rare card or something in yeah. there. Otherwise, you're like, I just spent how much money on this box, and I have 11 different cards. Yeah, it's too it's too <laughs> it's too tough to keep track of. But then, as a I guess on a different level, your third party market say if you like just playing in person and you pull a really good pack that code card's going to be worth a lot more than the random ones. Yeah. Well, it's funny you brought that up is Magic actually ran into a problem with that with the physical cards that like if you saw like two uncommons, you could guess every single card after the fact just by opening the pack because of the uh, way that the sheets were pattern. cut and the way that, yeah, they had a pattern at one uh -huh. point. So if you open like, I forget what, I think it was around Weatherlight. So this is back in the early 2000s. So you would pull a couple cards and there was guys that were opening packs so much they could tell you the rest of the the pattern right and then there might wow. be a small variation for the rare but like they actually had their cool well, there wasn't that many cards that time Dang. so it was yeah that's like you said back well, like then, said, and the it, way that they even, packed it even now we could run into that same type of yeah. issue you know that obviously that would probably create some problems but yeah. i i don't know how else they'd be able to mm. to do it i mean maybe i think it's too tough to do i mean possibly if there was a way they had some type of i don't remember i almost want to say pokemon did it maybe it wasn't there was some kind of card game that you can swipe onto like a Game Boy game and it had like a barcode or whatever and it put it into your game. I can't remember what it was, but there was something like that. If they had something like that with where you could scan on your phone from the packs that you open and that gives you to your online collection, mm -hmm. the same thing. But then I guess, I don't know how that would work because then if you got a really good card, you could just scan it indefinitely yeah. and have how many ever. So I don't know how well that would work. Um. So they'd have to, I don't know, have to be like a single use kind of thing, but you, I mean, there's probably a lot, but there's people that are smart enough that can figure out ways of doing that. But I feel like that mm. might be an option and then they're not having to run the risk of accidentally having multiples of the same, yeah, of the same cards, packs or whatever in every box because somebody screwed up in QA and didn't realize that something got messed up in there, but... It's, it's, it'd be really tough to pull off, but it'd be kind of cool. That yeah. way you're just, like you said, you're playtesting. That'd be so thing. nice. And then actually, here's the thing with Yu-Gi-Oh! What I learned from one of our guys, uh, they used to have Yu-Gi-Oh! Where they'd put the, the, you know, chase cards, they'd put them in a certain spot in the box in the rows. So you would open a fresh box and people that got the first packs, I would be like, I want that one out of that row, that one out of that row. Oh. I'm like, that's messed up. Because then you don't have the chance thing. And then the rest of the box, someone's like, oh, someone already got the first packs out of it? Open a new box. I don't want anything out of that one until that one's empty. Right. So a lot of guys would get the box, immediately shuffle it as soon as they open it. I'm like, there. There's the fairness. But yeah. the fact that people open that many boxes to figure out that pattern. Dude, people find ways of doing that stuff. I don't know if yeah. I remember um, back, I think probably like Pepsi, Coke, all those different companies used to do it where you could win like a free soda right, right mm -hmm. under the cap. Yeah. And... Uh, for the longest time, you could literally go in there, tip the bottle back, and you could see what was printed on there. So you always knew you were going to get like a free one. Oh, um, and then I think they switched where the caps were, um, the little plastic tab thing that was in the cap. They flipped them so they're upside down. So it was a lot harder to read the that read stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. And then they think they switched eventually to like the codes underneath the cap or whatever. Yeah, right? you do a code, then yeah. And, and obviously, probably nobody ever does that stuff. I don't know if you remember, this was years ago, though. Um, was it? Pepsi it was one of the big uh, soda companies and they did a promotion where like each cap was worth so many points or whatever the and you kid, could get yeah. you get stuff and somebody did it they, they said oh well with what was it like 80,000 or 800,000 uh, points you could get like an actual jet 
Yeah, you got like a an jet. It was like an F one fighter jet. That, yeah. I watched like, a documentary on this. And, kid. It was crazy. the dude actually yeah. won money off that because he he ended up investing huge amount of money. Well, he's he like, well, this yeah, is he only... had to. Yeah, because it uh, it came down to the way they printed it on the box. The way it said, oh, if you turn in this many points, you'd win. Well, they never thought anyone was going to do it. Well, that was wow. that so was the commercial, risky. and it was only in the yeah. U.S. They didn't have like a disclaimer at the bottom. Exactly. That's why everything now with commercials has some type of disclaimer, even though the average person is going to know it's something like. You know, it's for like a, I don't know, like a new prescription drug or something like that. And it's mm. like, oh, well, this will do this, this and this. But then they got all the disclaimers at the bottom because they, yeah. they want to free themselves from liability. Even if it's something that you nobody's going to be able to read the entire thing yeah. it's on the screen. Or you have that person that like mumbles off like faster than you can even comprehend what they're saying. It's still technically in there. So that frees them from liability. Yeah, they're like, out stuff. of the million people that took this drug, one guy crapped his pants and uh, we got to put it on there. Now. <laughs> no, that's, that's, that's exactly it. But that, I remember there was a whole thing and like, yeah, well, he had enough, he had enough points to get the fighter jet from what they advertised. Well, what he and they're like, out oh, well, this wasn't real. This was a joke. Yeah. What he figured out was though, is Pepsi also messed up to where you could buy points. So oh, he uh, found someone to invest to buy the points because then he figured out the math of how much the points would cost to buy to how much the jet was cost. Yeah. He's like, yeah, it's a huge profit. Why yeah. wouldn't you buy the points to buy the jet? So he right. found this guy that had a bunch of money and thought it was and a invested. good idea yeah. and invested. Yeah. And yeah. They bought the fire jet. It was crazy. Yeah. Is, that, is, that, is that how they're getting away with it in the Middle East? All right, all right, I'm not getting into that. But like, we can get jets cheap over here now? <laughs> Buy Pepsi points? Yeah. Jesus. But no, it's something like that. But well, see, a lot of stuff like, uh, what's another? Uh, McDonald's does that whole Monopoly promotion mm-hmm. or whatever year. Obviously, I think it used to be a whole lot bigger than it is now. But I think there's actually something where you don't even have to buy anything to get those game pieces. Oh, really? Oh, really? You can literally send off for them and they'll send you to... Because technically they can't charge for them because then that's gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's that gray area. Mm. So yeah, if you, I can't remember how it is, but yeah, you like, you like send off for them and they'll send you like a bunch of free game pieces because like Uh I said, they cannot sell them because of like laws and stuff like that. And it makes sense because like I said, the whole gambling thing, that would be them saying that it's like, oh, you buy this, you have a chance of winning this. And you have to uh, because I think that probably that Jet Fighter was the big reason for this, but when I worked at a dealership, you know, they have that, oh, bring your key in, see what oh, you win yeah. thing. You And they're like, you could get a car. You legitimately have to have a working key for that car. Otherwise, you will get sued for that. Right. So I think that might have probably been the beginning of it with maybe the fighter jet. There's so much into yeah. it. And some of the stuff makes sense, but because some companies were probably just trying to, mm-hmm. you know get people in when they had no, no intention of stuff. they yeah. weren't even meaning it as a joke yeah. obviously the jet obviously that sounds super unrealistic but you know you always got that person that's like oh well you know maybe i can actually do this and then mm. what are they going to do about it well at the end of the day it, he just looked at it as a money grab i mean think about it you could buy something for eight eight hundred thousand points and the thing cost 1.2 who wouldn't if they could do that? You know what I right. mean? It was a money like a money grab. Even right. if you take a two hundred thousand dollar loss, you're still making. But not even that. Like, is it even legal to own like a? Well, that was the whole thing that they went through. Like, <laughs> it, watch the documentary. I think it's on Netflix, man. It was great. <laughs> Me and my wife it. was favor, great. Like, oh, that's the first thing they checked into because um, his lawyer wanted to see if he could even own a jet, like <laughs> right. a fighter jet. And they said as long as it didn't have any of the armaments, you could own it. Right. Whoa. Which is still crazy to think about. Like an actual jet, not yeah. like a like a little not like personal a aircraft yeah. you know, that you could fly on the weekends. Imagine that guy's like, you know, they're like, hey, you could either have the monetary value of what the jet would be, or you could have the actual jet. And he's like, I'll still take the jet. I really want a jet. <laughs> Just I, flying I mean, around. I think that's that. what they were doing. They but were like, trying to figure out what it costs. Taxes to give them. would be on that. That would be nuts, oh. though. That would, that's they, another thing is like when you see all these 
all these big like YouTubers and all these other like, give out like Mr. Beast is like, oh, here's a yeah. hundred thousand dollars. What people that aren't seeing is those people have to pay taxes on. Well, actually, that stuff. He, I watched. He's that. come out and said he helps him with that. He, and, right. He said yeah. he used to for sure. I think he yeah. had to cut back on it, but he said that he paid the taxes for it too. Yeah. In the in the especially beginning. when he was giving cars away because yeah. it was the big one because a lot well, of people need cash, a car. Cash is one thing because yeah. it's like okay, I get a hundred thousand dollars, I'm going to pay X amount in taxes. Yeah. yeah. When you get a vehicle, they just go by the value. You didn't yeah, get like, anything, so yeah. most people are just going to sell the car or whatever yeah. to kind of pay the taxes and then just have the extra money kind yeah. of thing. Thanks but. for the vehicle, but now I got hit with this bill I wasn't ready for. Right. <laughs> right. And that's that's what a lot of people don't realize, and that's the mm. same thing with certain like inheritances and stuff like that and there's so there's so much involved in that like there's something uh what is it in um england or whatever with the the queen or whatever like years and years ago she paid like millions of dollars or whatever so basically the entire family line never has to pay any type of taxes oh wow so it's like one lump sum and it's like they're basically they don't have to worry about that for dang hundreds and hundreds of however long the family is there yeah. kind of thing jealous which is crazy <laughs> to think about but yeah that's i mean that's the same thing with some kind of like if you pay for like a service and there's like an option for monthly like month to month or yearly sometimes you can get like a like a uh, lifetime plan or something like this was years ago this was back when sirius and xm were two different companies and they were first launching mm. It wasn't like a huge thing at first because that was way before it was in cars. You'd have to actually get like a whole, mm. you know, extra mounted piece that, mm. you know, plugs into your car to get the satellite radio. And I know they had an option where it was something like two or three hundred dollars and that gave you a lifetime subscription. That's Looking back at it now yeah. and it's like. God, man, that would have been a hell of Because I think it also included like a, a new radio, like every two or three years yeah. or something like that. But right. well, back then it was only like five bucks a month. It was not very expensive. This was oh, early 2000s. Out, yeah, when they first came out, it was so cheap to do it. And then they did the promotions all the time to where you get like six months for free. Oh, yeah. So like, if you said no, they'd be yeah. like, all right, we'll drop our price. If you purchase a vehicle, <laughs> they did a promotion for a long time that was like your first six months for free to try to hook you. Mm-hmm. And then what's funny is that we figured out too, um, my mom and dad did, is that if you didn't re-up, so like when they would call you to re-up it, you just told them, no, no, thank you. We're going to pass. We're going to pass. After about the fourth time, they just mm. give it to you for free again to try to get you hooked on it again. Well, that, and <laughs> so it was people, like, just keep passing. They a lot give of people it to don't you. understand. Yeah. It's like you don't have to be a Karen, but there's a lot of times you can get pretty good discounts yeah. if you're okay with sitting on the phone for five or ten minutes. Yeah. Like I had gotten obviously a promotion when I got my car with Sirius XM. Um, I like it because I can use the app and stuff too. So it's not just in my car. And it's like seven bucks a month. And then after the first year, it suddenly went up to like, 2099 or something mm, like yeah. that i call them like i'm not paying this much for this it's like well we can set you up another promotion. they set me up for like another two years for the same seven bucks yeah i'm like that took two minutes and i'm saving myself how much money over the period of time and anything the same thing like a lot of people don't realize like it's irritating because you know everybody relies on internet now your yeah. internet goes out for a day or two you literally call up comcast or your provider a lot of times they'll knock off Mm-hmm. a fair amount off your bill it might only be 10 20 30 bucks or whatever but it's like take a couple minutes yeah. be like hey my internet was down it, a lot of times it's oh well you're just making this company lose money and 
I'm not. I'm sure they're gonna be okay for losing a little money. I mean, they, the, these guys charge me a hundred bucks to replace a line in my house. I'm not too concerned if they lose twenty or that's, thirty bucks. That's what I wonder about because it's actually really easy to talk them down in price. Because I've done that for all of my stuff. And when I used to do roofing, I would you know I have to take a satellite off of someone's house and put it back on, and they'd be like, "Yeah, that'll be two hundred bucks to put it back." I'm like, "No, cancel the service." Like I'll speak on behalf of the homeowner, and they're like, "All right, we'll come out there and do it for free," and I'm like. All right, so how much is your profit margin if you're so easily willing to be like, we'll eat that or eat that just to keep you there? Because we're just one person. Who cares? Does that work with card shop owners too? Can I talk you down on that? Well, <laughs> well you got to think about it. I don't it. have a rewards program. My stuff's yeah, so cheap. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you got to think about it this way. So if a company loses subscribers, for example, right? Yeah. Like say Comcast, um, they lose how many people they have that looks bad on their shareholders and stuff because mm -hmm. they're the amount of people are watching and goes down it is kind of and then that also means that you know you know tv networks and things like that it's like okay well we don't have a potential for that many more viewers that means that we can't charge as much for advertising yeah, and all true. these little th it's just a trickle down effect that yeah. affects way more than people realize so yeah it's but like it, one guy it, that's where it starts. Yeah, good point. It doesn't sound like a lot, but, but everybody adding up. Everybody should know by now that you could talk to them and talk them down at press. But most people don't want to do that. That's they don't want to take yeah. the little extra time. And let's be honest, sometimes customer service does suck. They do that on purpose. Yes. Because of that reason. Well, well I mean, that. that's like, what it is. It's, they're it's probably hurting for employees, yeah. like staffing more than a lot of other places. Yeah. And so you figure, you know, you got, yeah, you get some companies where you call them up and you get to a live person pretty quick, but you got other companies and you're like, you're gonna you're on hold for like a half hour and then it finally connects you to somebody's like oh i gotta get you over to the right department like i just went through the automated system and yeah. this was the right and then you gotta go over to somebody else you're on hold again I, that's yeah. when it gets irritating and i've done that a few times with like comcast xfinity or whatever and i'm like i've been on the phone for an hour you guys are gonna give me a credit on my bill i forgot I'm like you guys are wasting my time yeah i forgot who it was i called i did that recently and uh they're like, here, you put your information in, put your information. It was all automated. And then I'm like trying to get to the specific question I'm trying to ask or get to a person. And then I go all the way through their number, all the numbers and transitioning to where I had to in the automated system. And they're like, oh, well, we, I'm like, this isn't helping solve my answer. Like, okay. And then they just like hang up. I'm like, all right, let's try another method and go my way through all the numbers, try a different route to getting to where I want to go to talk to someone. And they like, it seemed like in the system, they're trying to hide the availability to actually talk to a real representative by the different options you would take. And I was like, that seems, that seems not right. Well, and then that's it. Then you get connected to somebody that's not even. Same continent. Yeah. 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 But somebody told me about this and I tried it one time and it actually worked. Zeros? No. <laughs> Push two for Spanish. Because they're going to be bilingual. Oh. And you're going to get somebody in the U.S. Right away. <laughs> that's a good point I'll start doing that <laughs> I usually just or have zero if you, if you call something a company and you know go through the cancellation process it's going to transfer you to somebody that is going to try and basically talk you out of it yeah. so they're not going to transfer you to someone that has like really bad broken English they're going to transfer you to somebody that is going to be more like mm. oh hey how you doing like real friendly and you know they're closer yeah. right <laughs> they're closer <laughs> i mean i did telemarketing for like two years that was like my first job so mm. i mean i get the whole thing and you, you get promoted to closer were you doing pretty well yeah well that? it was a little different i mean i get, pro <laughs> I get promoted to their business section so i mean i'll take that so i'd you know bonuses and stuff like that were a lot larger because mm. this was back selling for a phone company and this was oh god this was back like 
earlier, I guess mid 2000s. So cell phones were out, but they weren't obviously this was still before camera yeah, phones and stuff like this was back. Well, this was back even before like the Motorola Razor. Yeah, this was back when Kia Sierra and Nokia were still on top of the game. And uh, this was like early days of like Blackberry. So, um, yeah, so like they they had sold cell phones to like um, companies and stuff. And I think the way it worked is like you can get a business plan and it's something like you get the first line. Additional lines were like something crazy, like 40, 50, 60 bucks a month extra or something. And you get something like two or three hundred shared minutes. And it was like two hundred dollars a month for the first line. And you look at this stuff now and it's like, oh, my God. Like I remember when you used to, have to pay for text messages. And it's like, well, that doesn't yeah. make sense yeah, for like, like five, cents or five yeah, ten cents sent to receive. And it's like, well, I'm going to get a plan. So you pay like five bucks, <laughs> five bucks, and you get like 250 messages sent and received. And like, I remember some kids I went to school with, and their parents got bills for like four, oh, yeah. five, six hundred dollars for texting. I know a couple like, of gals that, yeah. <laughs> so it's like, when you look back at that now, it's like kids nowadays don't they don't get it like back when it's like oh do you have nights and weekends mm. or call me back after nine or call me back on saturday because that's when you got free free minutes you know what's so weird about it is that they push that too they're like oh, oh we have to do this as a company like what is the difference between you offering it on the weekend or the main, main days like well, you're just cash grabbing i think this was back and phone companies still had a pretty good grab on it because even though you could still have your minutes earlier days of cell phones you still had to pay like your per minute fee mm -hmm. like whether it's a local call long yeah. distance this was back when you could still dial just a seven digit number you didn't need the area code now do you ever dial a number without the area code yeah. probably not no, you're just so used to it even though technically i i think if you're in the local area you don't have to put an area code in I didn't but know that, actually. nowadays it's it it matters because you know even just in small towns they could have a dozen different area codes. Oh, yeah. Wherever you got your phone from. Right, yeah. right. You know, whether it's like 815 or 779, whatever yeah. the case is, you don't know. It's not like it's okay, it's set for this certain region because a lot less people, you know, you go from one home phone being in each home mm. to some homes having four, five, six different numbers for cell phones. Yeah. And even sure. tablets now. My kid's tablet technically has a number associated with yep. it because it's an iPad. My watch does. Yeah. 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 Isn't that crazy? Even though it's synced up with your like your phone, it's like you would yeah. think it'd be the same thing, but somehow it still uh, like my, you can get a call through it and everything. My, my phone's at home, I can answer a call through my watch. Yeah. Well that's you know yeah. with data and stuff like that. I think that's why it's got a separate line. It's probably something the way that they have to do stuff or something. I did, I did it extra because when I was like climbing roofs and stuff back in the day, I'd be like, right. okay, I don't want to pull up my phone. I'm gonna be like, oh talking to someone Someone as I'm working, right? So, well, this is where everybody is like. I mean, you get into social media and stuff. It's not like, I mean, maybe me and you feel a little bit more understand this. You know, being a little bit younger and you know, grow up around where there wasn't really cell phones. You still use no, pay phones. I, I remember, yeah. Well, it, most people don't remember this. Me and my wife were just talking about this the other day. You could call pay phones. So like yeah. she goes, oh, yeah, I remember she goes, yeah, yeah. Or you do the collect thing, and you wouldn't say your name. You just like uh, practice is done, and you hang up the phone, and they would get the thing and say, oh, so and so is calling. Practice is done. Your mom did be like, all right, time to pick them up, and you would just do that through the <laughs> collect yep. call. Cheated the yeah, system. Yeah, cheated the system. <laughs> so you didn't have to pay to get the. Mind you, just, this was to save like the ten or twenty five the, the quarter cents or whatever it was. Yeah, because yeah. all yeah. they would have to say is, yep, we're not accepting that charge, and they would just hang up the phone. <laughs> you get picked up in a few minutes. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, that's a completely different day. Like, shoot, I mean, that was back. You know, you still corded phones yeah um and then you know you started get everybody started getting like the cordless, cordless phones phone, basically yeah. and i remember like the earlier i remember in like in the 90s like 
the frequency must have been the same as like kids like radios. Yeah, everyone so like, cross over to like um, baby monitors were a big one. You could hear people sometimes on the baby on the phone, monitors. Yeah, pick from up the phone, from like, the cordless phones. Here? Yeah, oh, wow, it was yeah. crazy. Yeah, but this was back when cordless phones. Like I remember selling these with a phone company yeah. back in the mid two thousands. Like, oh well, we've got this cordless phone that comes with an extra base and a phone. It's only two oh two oh nine ninety nine. For a, for a phone, home phone. Good luck giving me a home phone for free now. <laughs> I'm not interested. I mean, people don't have them. Yeah. No, because it's just uh, spam callers at this point. Well, yeah. some well cell phones are kind of getting bad for that now too, and it's like now they're getting smart. You get the robot calls. It shows up like it lo- like it looks like it's a local number. Oh, yeah, That's but a, it's not. Good old Google can do that for me because when I used to when I was in f- working in Florida, and a lot of people would see my number and think I'm a spam when I was trying to call them to look at their house for them and. Mm. Uh, so I was like, okay, so I got a Google number uh, for free, by the way. And it took my number and whatever got called to that, uh, the Google number would transfer right to my main one. So I'd be like, oh, I'd call people, they'd see a local one and they more of a chance to pick up. That way I could be like, hey, now I can actually communicate with you better because you're not afraid uh, of spam. <laughs> me and the wife actually did that because she has a small gardening business she does out of the house. And we did we have a Google number for just the garden business. Yeah. And she usually just does it so that you call it, you leave a message, she can go look at the answer. And so if it starts getting spam, she just you know feeds through them really quick right. but He's, yeah we got a google number just for the little at home business we have that's for free too. yeah it's free yeah. free to set up she sets up the thing and it notifies her phone that someone calls it so if she wants to answer she can answer it or not you know it it really helps if you have a small business anyway. oh yeah 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 especially if you don't want your personal number being getting blown up yeah. yeah that's why a lot of places still did like a business line or a business cell phone or whatever and it's not even necessary anymore because the way you can <clears throat> do stuff now with numbers like that that kind of cut out the middleman as it were so i actually have my this shop's the main i don't care if i say it on here but the phone number on the shop is my personal one <laughs> and i don't i haven't had many people call me on that other than like hey like you gonna be open or one guy was asking about a serialized card he's like what number is it <laughs> you know one thing i think we should bring up uh is warhammer 40k we're yes we're really trying to get that started and really launch off with that um we have a great gaming group out of Freeport, yes. uh, the Wombat Combat Club, I think is what they're called. Great group of guys. They're <laughs> right. funny. They're a great yeah. group of guys. But um, um, they're looking to do it. So like Yu-Gi-Oh! or Magic, Magic Tournaments, they all have a WPN or whatever. Theirs is RTSs? It's ITC. Right? I, ITC, I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, ITC. I, it's really weird, too, because Warhammer and Games Workshop doesn't have their actual own like play network in a way. Um, it's actually through a gaming shop I saw. Oh, is it? So it's through a gaming shop. Like that's huge. It's like all they do is yeah. this, and they have their own program called the ITC. It's like I forget what it's independent tournament championship, something like that. Um, I'm still learning about Warhammer, but um, so you uh, do those events, and they like kind of provide like a lot of like the prizing and everything like that, or just the getting it out there to the people. But uh, yeah, the group uh, they're called the Wombats, and I'll go into detail about that because that's a funny reasoning too. But uh, yeah, they're huge in that, and then I'm also expanding our playroom little by little, trying to get it going so I can uh, get more tables in there. And just I want to get real competitive with Warhammer because that's a really really cool game, and it's huge here, which is weird being that it was from Europe. But um, yeah, Europe the, and Australia, it's, it's a big over there in those yeah, two areas. It's where it originated yeah. at. Yeah. And then, uh, but the Wombats, the reason why they're called the Wombats is um, in Warhammer, you roll a lot of dies. You roll a lot of D6s. And oddly enough, Wombats, they poop 
and their poop looks like D6s, dyes. So they're like, oh, we should call ourselves that. And a lot of them would buy dice and stuff that were like green and brown and stuff like that. They were saying, I was like, what a goofy concept. And one of the guys like, yeah, he's like, I think it's hilarious. He's like, but sometimes I kind of regret calling them the Wombats. <laughs> but they're honestly really cool guys. And I think they, they want to do some tournaments here and kind of make it like their home store, which I seriously super grateful for that because, you know, I would love to get that going here. There's a surprisingly a lot of stuff here at Conover and in the Oregon area that actually coexists and could work well with, you know, Warhammer because right next to us, we have the art studio or downstairs, pottery, art, just a ton of art people that... Yeah, hey, Hector's downstairs for food and stuff. Yeah, it, they got good food down there. Surprisingly, like, I kind of stumbled into, like, the perfect center point for, like, starting a shop that does all of this stuff. I, right, right. We have all the resources around us and area-wise... I'm in the middle of the big four cities. So we got right. Rockford, Freeport, DeKalb, Sterling. Right. Like I think that benefits you more than anything because yes. now, now you're giving these guys from these small towns, yeah. you know, Leaf River, Forest, and all these small They don't areas. have to go all the way yeah, to bigger exactly. areas. Yeah. And, of course, not only that, but then they're not paying the big city prices yes. and taxes and well, everything else. I think there's else. a safety environment, too, I think, to, oh, to coming right. to Oregon. Especially if you're, safer. Especially you're talking about stuff, you know, most of these aren't going on in the morning. They're going on evenings. Yeah, and obviously midday, you're probably getting, yeah, you're thinking yeah, one, you're, two o'clock usually. Right. Late afternoon. And yeah, and I so I had a buddy come down from Pennsylvania come over here and I love saying this story, but uh he uh he came by and he he's in a really populated area and he stopped by at Casey's and someone's like, Hey, how's it going? as they were walking inside and he's like what, he's not used to that. So he came and talked to me afterwards. He's like, what's up with the people around here? I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, like some guy just asked me how I was doing. I was like, yeah, so? He's like, we don't do that where I'm from, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I, I, I like to tell people, I'm like, this is my favorite line for this area because I'm very pro-Oregon. But uh, I said, the most dangerous thing you'll probably run into in Oregon is a conversation you don't want to be in. <laughs> Other than that, it's I I've really rarely ran into any altercations or anything like that. And then again, I don't go out very much other than this. Right. And oddly enough, last night me and uh Jacob were at my apartment after we close up and uh we were walking back and there's some dude at the end of the parking lot. He's like, You want Bud Light? And I was like, What? And he's like, You want Bud Light? I'm like, I don't drink, man. And then he started shifting, hobbling, like running at me like that. And then with a bag in his hands, he's like Bud Light? I'm like, no, dude, I'm good. And he's like, aw, <laughs> and then walked away. I'm like, what an interaction. It was pitch black, too. <laughs> goofy, goofy stuff. So, yeah, stuff like that. That's the worst you'll run into. <laughs> yeah, but for the most part, it's a small area. There's not anything crazy going on. But like I said, the few times that I've been out here since uh, we did the last pod episode there, I mean, there's you got a pretty good pretty good groups coming out here for that kind of stuff and i'm sure people are meeting people that they probably never seen before and now they can kind of build up a friendship do something as oh, a yeah. group as you know and that helps out because then more people start coming out and it's not just like uh, i feel uncomfortable going out there by myself and mm -hmm. kind of thing and it's more open and friendly and inviting as opposed to some places well, where it's like you kind of uh, get feel closed out from everybody else because yeah, you're not yeah. in that group kind of thing some this shops are very clicky yes well and we talked about that a lot and yes. i told him i was like man you're doing a great job with the environment with like the community you have and the guys you mm -hmm. have like it's really good because I, I don't know if you remember i don't know if pokemon was like this when they first started magic was yes. you had the competitive guys and then you had the guys that just 
wanted to play just because they wanted to play. But if you weren't a competitive person, man, you were like you were shunned in the magic community because you weren't you weren't able to keep up. And, right. Casual, you know, you're a high, yeah. Mentality. Like I said, are, so are there you're a high maybe school a few kid, you can't afford to the basically pay to much, build to stuff. Build yeah, to be competitive, it's no. hard. And we have a really good community for that because, like, I that's actually what I've had people walk in that are from those shops. They're like, man. Yeah, it's kind of nice being here because you know you can walk in and actually have a good time in a game. You're not going to get blown out. You I know, think that's your biggest you. advantage right now. Is your yes. Community is really good. You got a good community. Now, that actually reminds me um, when you're talking about how people getting together, this is something that I keep noticing. A lot of my good friends from back in the day or when I like in school and also good friends I have now, I'm learning more and more. Like some of these guys were into this stuff and I never knew it. Like we just never talked about card games. No, well, no. Like I said, it was I mean, almost back, back, back then. Yeah, it was. Yeah, gonna, yeah it was, like you were shunned for, for sure. Playing. When I was in school, you know, that's kind of when I was like thirteen or whatever. I kind of got rid of my whole mm. Pokemon collection because it's like, oh well, I should like. I think we were talking we about were like, talking about oh, it yesterday. Talk yeah. about talk about girls now. Yeah. You know, what the Pokemon's for kids, and mm. you know, it's the nerd thing and stuff. You, I think you, that's why a lot of kids, and even nowadays, they don't really talk about it as much because they feel like they're they you may get funny. bullied or something oh, yeah. but then you that. realize that there's a lot more people yeah. into it like how how is it so bad that somebody wants somebody that's like 16 17 wants to play magic or pokemon oh my gosh yeah but then that's that's looked at weird by some kids and it's like okay you're sitting on your phone watching tiktok dancing in front What's of a it, camera yeah. for a bunch of random people <clears throat> Well, I mean, I even sometimes it's just <laughs> yeah. it's just ingrained in me. To like, my wife will text somebody and says, "Oh, he's going to play Magic." I'm like, "Don't what what?" I don't, I'm like, don't say that. What are you doing? <laughs> you know? it's, but it's <laughs> gosh, I, you know, you grow out of it eventually. But no, I still get a slight reaction to that when she goes, "Oh, he's going to do this." Mm. And if I know it's someone that's like a big sports person or someone that's into this, or you know, they might not think that way. I still get a slight reaction to it, like, "Oh, don't say that." Like, don't tell people what I'm doing. Or, also, the, but there's there's no yeah. <laughs> there's nothing wrong with it. You're just playing a card game, you know. The, the also the common thing of like you think of like oh nerds like is like okay guys that you know don't talk to girls or by themselves well there's actually been a lot of funny instances where like uh i heard from some of the people at school they're like oh yeah like my uh this guy was playing with his game group and like a couple of girls walked in and then somebody's like oh my gosh girls what and the guy's like yeah that's my wife <laughs> so it's like yeah regular regular people it's definitely more normal and it's not as like super nerd as people think it's a lot of regular regular people right yeah i bring the missus now yeah. like i said we come down she comes down she loves painting models she loves art and crafts aspect to it she loves coming down and hanging yeah. out and that's also great too because a lot of it a lot of it was kind of more of a male dominated thing and i do think over time it's actually i'm starting to see a lot more females wanting to get involved and just stuff like that i love that because you're like hey introducing them and like hey here's an avenue to try to get into this stuff because it's fun and this is also something like it doesn't matter whether you're male or female there's no physical thing to it yeah. if you can be smart Oh, yeah. So it's for everybody. And I love that component. Well, I'm hoping too. she doesn't play because she's a lot smarter than I. <laughs> I kind of want to still be good at something over her. So I hope she doesn't play. Something. Well, she's not going to have any sneaky figurines on you because you'll spot those things yeah, from a mile yeah, away. Yeah. <laughs> she's, got, she's got some bright colored yeah. figurines. <laughs> she likes the, you You remember, you probably remember, you remember the, was it Lisa Frank? Lisa the really Frank, bright yeah. colors, the neons. They were the binders and stuff. It was like points oh, okay. and stuff. Oh, really yeah, bright yeah, colors. Yeah, remember yeah, that? Yeah. Yep. That's what she's painting her army in Warhammer 40K oh, in those bright neon colors. Oh. It actually turned out not too bad. They, they look the cool, honestly. Yeah. The other day. Cool. <laughs> that would probably be pretty cool if you put like a black light or something over that. Too, oh, yeah. Stuff like that. That'd be well, pretty. The neat thing, too, is, is that she's outlining it in black. So it's got like almost. And more pops. Yeah. 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 It's really cool. She's got a good good idea on it. That so. gives me the, uh, uh, I'm not sure if you ever know this game, but the Borderlands vibe where it's like. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, why does the art. 
oh, not feel, match. Yeah. It doesn't match the like the three Dness of the figure. And like, oh, yeah, I kind of yeah. like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, she's. I. I think. I honestly. I think that's so cool that she's getting involved with that. Also, now she can see firsthand that you're like you're not yeah, going I'm out not, about. Yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'm not supposed to. Or I'm yeah, he's gaming. Right? Yeah. Oh, it's like oh, you're really playing. Yeah, yeah, cards. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not like code for something no. else. No, no. I'm going to the shop. He legitimately is. <laughs> I'm sitting here playing with a bunch of people playing cards. That's all I'm doing. So. But yeah, I mean, it's a great thing. I mean, I'm I'm glad a lot of people are getting into it. And like we said, you know, it's cool that parents are actually letting their kids come out and yeah. play and have a good time. And few of the high school kids too. They're like a couple like the parents wanted to meet with me to get like a feel of like who I am before mm -hmm. they start letting them come out here by themselves. And like, I get that. Like, I, I think that's yeah. a good thing too. Like, yeah, to do almost like a meet and greet with the parents, I'm, you're, especially if you're going to be dropping your kid off. Like, right. yeah. safety's number one. So yeah, and I'm I'm very cool with that. I get that. I'm like yeah. And, if you want to meet with me, I, I'll take some time on my day to let you know that your kids in probably one of the best spots. And also of bringing the social life out of some of the kids, like some of them, they're like, yeah, I don't know. Especially really talk nowadays, to kids, yeah. especially with social media, like as far as like face to face interactions, mm -hmm. most kids, and this goes across the board, I don't care yeah. if you're into Pokemon or magic or just social media in general, yes. like you could be the most talkative person on social media. But then in person, you just cannot communicate yeah. like we're doing right now. There's a lot of people that would feel super uncomfortable. Like I said, like the first time you were probably like kind of like, don't know what I'm doing here. But then like five, 10 minutes in, you're like, oh, we're just we're just shooting the shit here. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter. We're just I think like, that's whatever kind of thing. Actually, yeah, yeah. That's three. funny because I told my wife, I was like, oh, man, what am I going to talk about? She goes, don't worry, you'll find <laughs> something to talk about. You, you'll, you'll chatter, chatter, chatter. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, that's probably true. So. It's easy. It's easy. Yeah. But I love seeing that out of the kids, though. Like some of the ones where I could tell that they're a little more shy and getting them going. Oh, dude. You know what's Nothing feels better. That is that the first time I sat down to play with one of the guys, mm -hmm. <laughs> my kid, uh, <laughs> he's like, oh, I have I have social anxiety. I'm like, I couldn't even tell you. I was like, you don't like, how's that a statement? Like I wouldn't never even thought like, okay. Yeah. You're a little shy is what I thought, but that's the only thing Dude. I thought is, is you're right. a shy kid. But then if you get into something that you, you like, you don't even think about that. Oh yeah. He sends me messages on you're discord. Like, now, what do you think about this card? Should I play and that's this another card? Thing you should drop in like, is like the discord that you got oh, going yeah. here. I mean, yeah. that's, there's yeah. a lot going on in there and it, yeah. it's way easier than trying to keep up like on, on like your shop page as far as like super in-depth stuff times and stuff but yeah i, I think you shared a link in there like over we're over 100 already and i i've actually had people from the other like the bigger shops in the area and they're like dude your discord is way different like there's so many more people and it's way more interactive right and that's good you got you too. got it separated so it's not just like every con everybody's commenting mm -hmm. for everything on one channel yeah. Yeah. you have it separated so it's like okay the pokemon people here magic people here i gotta give a shout you out to joey here. for that too by the way yeah, he, he did a really some good, good, you good work on yeah, that. He did good that job. is not. No, that is not. No, me. it looks great. <laughs> I mean, I got like my podcast one, but I don't need a whole bunch of stuff. I've got the chat channel, mm -hmm. and then I've got what I'm going to do for any remote interviews and voice uh, in stuff your, right there. And your little channels there. Do you have one for memes? Because I think every Discord has a meme channel. I did. I did. Yeah, yeah, we have one now. Yeah, yeah, we have one now. yeah. You got to do it because people will drop them in in the main stuff. You're like, all right, we got to make a separate thing for that because it just clogging this up. <laughs> I think I, I think I, well, I don't think it was that one. It might've been the, the main one. I don't know. I put like one meme in because like, it was like, what, May the 4th the other day. Oh, May the 4th be I, with you. Yeah. I, 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 there's a scene one that says something about this is a Yoda, a Yoda bagel and it like has a picture of like baby Yoda. Mm. And then it's like, and this is Anakin Skywalker and it's just like burnt toast. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> But yeah, super interactive and like yeah, like we're saying, just seeing people just getting out of their shell. Like actually with him, 
if he wouldn't have told me that he had social like anxiety, I never would have guessed. Because no, from day one, he was just... Yeah. And uh, there's a bunch of kids. He's not the only one. There's a bunch of kids that are like kind of like that social skills. They're like, they always say, like, yeah, I have trouble like, talking to people at school. Here, everybody. You can't get and even something talking. like this could help them... <laughs> in school well, yeah, and other it aspects yeah. because then they feel more comfortable about talking mm-hmm. and interacting with other people and then it's not the same and like i said you mm-hmm. said you you know found out there was other people you went to school with that you did not know they were in the guy last night you never know they could end up coming out here somebody they went to school with for six seven years mm-hmm. and it's like you're in this too yeah, I've been in this since I was a kid. I didn't even know. Yeah, yeah. You might have saw in the Discord, there's a guy last night I am very good friends with. And I did see that. And then been, you're like, is this who I think it is? Yeah, I was like, I've what? been to birthday parties with him, been to his house multiple times and everything. And I mean, I wasn't friends with him until like well after high school. But like, he, I think everybody knows I have a shop at this point. But like, I saw him hop in the Discord and I saw him like something on Facebook. And I was like, you know, Discord name is not your exact name. I'm like, is this who I think it is? He's like, yeah, it is. I'm like, dude, I had no clue you like this stuff. Come on over, dude. We're gonna we're gonna have so much fun now. <laughs> it's, it's and people I went to, like I was best friends with some guys, and you know, of course, getting out of high school, you know, get busy with stuff, you kind of fade off. But some guys walk in and be like, they're like, yeah. I, by the way, the whole time in high school, I was super into this, and you never knew it. I'm like, dang man, like just people never talked about it, and now I'm seeing so many of my very good old friends that are just hopping in. I'm like, it's kind of rekindling cool like relationships I used to have. And that's also awesome about it. Well, like we said earlier, this is just a social aspect. Like the game is fun, but we're all here just to have a good time and hang yeah. out with friends. It's and, a hangout. Yeah, and have a good time, man. I mean, that's all it is. Yeah, you don't even have to have a game. Like guys will come in here and just literally just chat. You yeah, come in and game. shoot the shoot the shit for a few minutes and then they take off, you know. Yeah, it's like a clubhouse in a way. <laughs> no, that's awesome, man. And shoot, that's that's a lot more than we got on the last one because we got a little bit more input here from another party anyways that's yeah. kind of cool <laughs> but yeah man so uh yeah so you get to setting up some shelves up in here to free up a little bit more floor space because yeah like i said the other day it was cramped it was it was pretty tight in here when you get a lot of people going in, especially when you're crossing between two different types of games i also noticed it was kind of like i felt like i was a bartender for a second because there was people at the counter and there was like four of them and i'd be like you all right conversation answer question shift over to the next one <laughs> so i was like all right there's a lot of questions coming at me i'm like trying to bounce around like who's ordering what no way it's, yeah it's a lot to, it's a lot to handle i'm sure that probably like the discord some of the online stuff helps free up some of that stuff somebody that wants oh, yeah. to order certain things so they're not taking up a bunch of time in the store kind of thing you can get all that stuff sorted out the good thing brought up too uh on the uh my website is finished there is still some bugs i got to get through so a lot of the pre-order stuff like the lord of the rings that's another set coming out for magic that one is listed on there, and if you're around the area, set it up for pickup. That way you can save on shipping. But even outside of the area, you can do shipping. And I have that advertisement for that in the comments on there. Both funny, and a lot of people are like, man, how are you doing this so cheap? I'm like, eh, it doesn't cost me much to rent this place, so I'm willing to do cheap stuff. So, yeah, uh, it's so if you're, anybody's interested in that, I'm going to try to keep the website updated with a lot of the new stuff coming out. And eventually... I'm a little low on stuff in-house, so uh, eventually I want to put, like, my entire stock on there, and everything will be, you know, at everybody's fingertips then. Well, then also you were telling me the other day that you just got a new vendor for actual baseball cards. Yes. Football cards and everything, and um, Mm -hmm. shout out my buddy Sammy Rips. He's doing that now, and I told him to come on over to check it out and get 
see what he could get for cards because he's doing box openings now with baseball cards and stuff. So, I mean, you're really expanding, trying to get everything yeah. in there. So, I actually I dabbled with the sports market a little bit, and I'm probably going to get back into it. But I'm going to be I'm actually going to be getting sealed product in store here, and I. I know that there's a place in Stillman I saw it pop up. I'm not sure what they've got, but other than that, it's another thing where you have to go to Rockford or something for. So I'm going to have a sports cards kind of a, right now it's going to start off like so a little bit of stuff in stock, but if you need something, let me know and then I can always order it. And that goes for everything. Right. Because I don't have much as much in store as I could have, you know, pre-order wise style. You have to, you have to you're only going to get stuff in. You're not going to have stuff that sits in just on the shelf for months on end not going anywhere yeah. you know you kind of got to appeal to who's coming out kind of thing and but yeah if you can order stuff that's cool so you can kind of keep up with that stuff if somebody's looking for something in particular because mm. uh even sometimes looking online you never know trying to find certain things is kind of a little more difficult especially new new stuff it might be a little harder since you you're getting stuff from like distributors and stuff. It's, yeah. You're going to get almost first dibs on a lot of that stuff over some people because they might not even be able to get it until it actually goes on sale. Mm. And then by then it might already be sold out. It's kind of like buying concert tickets and yeah. then it's yeah. like it's the earlier, gone the better, before yeah. you even get oh, a yeah. chance you, to load the page. If there's anything you want, you got to be on the ball with it to get it. Yeah. Like and it, it goes so quick. Well, that one magic box that you had, you just, that was pretty new, wasn't it? And then they bought the last two packs that was in that, in that box was that oh, last the Modern night? Horizon one went in like a week or week or two didn't yeah, it yeah Modern Horizon took a little bit but yeah some stuff it just goes so quick right and then like, like well actually to give an example the Double Masters draft that was something where I got it really cheap because I can distributor messed up and so they're like hey we're gonna give you this at distributor price you cannot get that box from distributors you have to go third party so they uh, gave that to me, and I told everybody, I'm like, this is the cheapest this will ever be, but it's going to be whoever pays first to get an entry gets there. And it was a mad dash towards the end. So unfortunately, some people missed out on it, which is a bummer. But, yeah, the quicker you are with me about trying to get stuff, the better. And the easier it is for me to get it because I've had it where people <laughs> after a pre-order date hit me up. I'm like, dude, there's nothing I can do now. It's right. like anything with card games. Like that one, the Double Masters from Magic is huge because they did a lot of reprints of super expensive cards. So if you were trying to get a couple of good cards, I think one of the big pulls out of it last night was a, an eighty dollar card. Yeah, so a guy pulled and he paid thirty bucks, so he made a profit actually. Yeah, I mean, right. it's a great card. And I think there was a, actually a lot of good pulls and big pulls and stuff. So a lot of those cards are also based off of the fact that you cannot get it from distributors anymore at yeah. distributor pricing. So I was giving it to people at lower pricing, but the cards were still worth third party pricing. So you had a higher chance of oh, I'm going to profit off of this draft. So I was like, that's why I was kind of pushing people. I'm like, hey, let me know early so you can get in on it. Yeah, because right. it's super hard to get old sealed stuff for all, probably almost every format now at this point. Everything. But like Magic's a big one because the old sealed stuff goes for big money. And yeah, and you can When tell, they do those reprint runs, they're big. You can tell on like TCG player, you can tell when something is officially finally out of stock from distributors because that price just jumps up out of nowhere. And then you're like, oh, nobody can get that now. And I have, I've, I think most of the distributors in the U.S. I'm actually linked up with, so... Yeah, I, when I see it's like, oh, I can't get this from my shopping where I go look online, I'm like, oh, that jumped up 20 bucks now. Oh, it's going to keep climbing. <laughs> so it's kind of the way it is. Yeah. You know, anything with like rarity like that, of course, that goes across anything collectible like yeah. that. Um, because, yeah, once it's once they're not printing it, and even if they were to do like reprints or things like that on it, it's not the same because they did like they did like reprints of like the original base set with Pokemon a mm. while back there, I think. But that's still not the same. Yeah, they put the shadow on of it. Right. Yeah. You, you know, you're not, it's still not the same as the way it was 
having the original it, cards. I don't know how it is in Pokemon, but in Magic, it's kind of controversial because you got some guys on one end that don't want the reprints. Yes. Right. And then you got other guys like me. I love to see a reprint because then it drops the original cost of that card down, makes it more affordable for me to get. And then, right. too, I got a chance if I want to come out and do the thing like last night, I'm able to get that card. Well, yeah. If, if you're if you're getting it to play, it's different than if you're getting it to collect, collect. it. Because yeah. so uh, no matter what, originals are always going to be oh, yeah, worth I mean, way more. Even if you if somebody it, wants an original over a reprint well yeah exactly even if you get it to play though say if that card wasn't reprinted yet and you bought it when it was super high price and then right oh, after then that they reprint oh you lost oh, you'd make that makes job. people mad and also lately it seems like and i just know this with like pokemon because magic there always seems to be so much more i can get from distributors after release pokemon no dude pokemon is, is basically pre-order and if you're not in on that or if you didn't order enough of that it's gone i have not seen restock other than like certain bundles for stuff now this is the one thing I'll, I'll say about pokemon that i think they do more of in that field is is that and you brought this up earlier is you have pokemon was in that sweet spot and people are just buying packs just to collect yes they don't play the game that much and they're just buying packs to collect right mm -hmm. there's probably honestly a, there's a larger majority yeah. of, there's probably more people that um that play magic then collect it but then it's flipped with pokemon for sure there's gonna be way more people that collect it especially over um the last couple of years during covid and when people were bored and have nothing to do yeah. Oh, yeah you get a few youtubers it's like um i'm gonna buy this package of you know pokemon i think the whole was it logan paul or whatever with his hundred thousand dollar charizard, charizard or yeah. whatever i think that's what kicked everything off and then suddenly it blew up and now you've got people buying these old packs and it's Ridiculous. I think I was talking to you about oh, before yeah. where that one original uh, first edition booster box sealed went for like over $400,000 at auction. Well, then, and see, that's the other cool thing now is, is that you have mainstream celebrities coming out and supporting these things. When you right. Didn't have that and before. that just, you got like, star power behind yeah. it. And Pokemon ain't paying nothing for that. No. Mm -hmm. Post Malone. Free advertising. Post Malone supports oh, Magic the Gathering. Like, you wouldn't believe he's got multiple stores in California. He's got he, his own card. He's got an own card they printed for yeah. him. Like, it's a one on one, I think. Yeah, it has Post Malone. He's yeah. on the card. I'm like, that, it's dude, imagine being at that cool. celebrity status where the game that you love is like, yeah, we're going to put you on a card that people can get. That's so well, a cool. lot of, and it's not, it's not some even so much good. just celebrities yeah. anymore. You get into some games, it's like, Twitch streamers and YouTubers oh, yeah. are oh, getting yeah. like like in Call they get of Duty. A skin. They're yeah, they're getting yeah. skins. I think uh, I think Ninja was the first one that really kicked a lot of that off. And like Fortnite got his own skin, so he's probably making huge money from that. But that's what it's coming down to. It's like, you know, nobody wants to. Before it was like, oh, I want to be like a celebrity or a sports athlete. You know, oh, I'm Michael Jordan. I'm Wayne Gretzky. It's whatever. Like when you're put playing on a, a Wheaties sport. box, almost right, right. Because exactly. yeah, yeah, nowadays, level, yeah. I mean, gaming is blown up, <gasps> especially over the last couple of years, yeah. and it's just a completely different atmosphere than even five, ten years ago because a lot more people are doing it. And uh, like I said, when you're stuck in your house and nothing's open and you got to quarantine for two weeks and stuff like that, it's like, okay. I got to find something to do. And then that's it was right around the same time as the next gen consoles released, like PS5, Xbox Series X. Not only that, and it's dude. you couldn't even get the damn systems because of that. Yeah. And so it just blew up in popularity, and all these AAA titles are getting even more money. And it's oh, like, yeah. and it's like, don't you? It like I, I feel like most games that's coming out come out over the last couple of years have been horrible. Yeah. Like the launches, there's there are tons of bugs and stuff like that. And I think a lot of that probably stems from 
a lot of these developers over that time working from home and stuff because you're not going to be able to get as much done and accomplished and you're not working in teams like yeah you got online zoom calls and stuff like that but i feel like it's not the same but nowadays it's not like 15 20 years ago when a game came out if that game was buggy that's what you were stuck with yeah it's not like now where they can shoot out an update a couple weeks later or a month later and fix some of the bugs so now it's like even though some games might it's okay okay we should delay this yeah. no let's it, just push it out we'll get yeah. the money from it and we'll fix the bugs the later quality control and, that, so and that's stronger well, it's, it's so it's accepted now and yeah. it's like some of these triple a games it's like you're still gonna spend 70 dollars on call of duty you're yeah. and honestly i think a lot of that stuff should go um free to play we got uh jesse richardson yeah, I know that guy. Hey, that's my buddy. <laughs> Shout out, Jesse. Um, but yeah, yeah. I was just talking about him. He's the Pennsylvania guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Someone say, hey, how you doing on the chat to him? <laughs> he won't like it. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just become so acceptable to do that kind of stuff anymore. And it's, I don't know, I don't have tons of time to game. So it's typically I'm playing one or two games. Not really the single player. I like yeah. the multiplayer aspect to go in, play for that's 20, 30 minutes and then be done with yeah. it. That's and a good point on. right there because I know a lot of people are saying like COVID and sure, that is a catalyst of why people are definitely going and gaming a lot more. Right. But also, I think it was going to get there anyway because think about this. All right, I got 10, 20 minutes or something. You're not going to go and grab football pads and head over the field or grab a ball and head out to the field. You don't have enough time for that. Or also think about the physical toll it takes to go and do stuff. If I was a kid and you're telling me I can get the same amount of fun out of something I could do from home and I don't beat up my body for it, dang, that's tough. That's right. tough to beat. And I, but me, I actually do like, you know, I like doing actual physical activity, but I could see that being like, hey man, this option and I don't have to like break anything or worry about that. It's kind of nice. I see why it's blowing up as much as it has. Right. Yeah, COVID was a catalyst where it just took it, it faster. Right, because people found out and they're like, oh, this isn't, like a nerd thing or a geek mm. thing to do you know it's actually fun and enjoyable and i mm. what do i spend 70 bucks on a game you and i be, can enjoy it the entire year yeah. you can as opposed to going okay. out you could spend that much on a few drinks and a meal it's like well i can just chill at yeah. home and you know you could still be social because you get into a group oh, yeah. play with some people and you could just you know next thing you know it's four o'clock in the morning it's like, oh, shit, i should probably get to bed yeah. here. you see the sun it's like what is that light oh shit that's the sun my buddy jesse was like that i, I didn't know him. i met him through playing games uh, i think i did a looking for game or something or mm -hmm. he was in a uh, party uh, that i joined into on call of duty or something and uh no it was rocket league and actually this is the funny part about playing video games is we actually were talking crap to each other because he was on the other team, from what I remember. So we talked crap, and we both thought what we were saying was funny. So we hopped in a party chat and then fake talk crap to each other for like five minutes. We're like, you know what? You're not so bad, man. Yeah. And be best friends since then. Right. It's like, it's weird how that pans out. Right. No, and that's another thing, too, is like you can build friendships doing, like I said, it's not just like playing games like this. It's online and stuff like that. And then you learn, oh, I like this kind of stuff, too. It's like, oh, cool. Mm -hmm add me on xbox add me on steam playstation yeah. whatever and then you you know you build up friendships i got friendships from people i've actually ne never met in real life that mm -hmm. i've known for 10 plus years playing online and like i know some people like oh the big thing like watching people play games on twitch and stuff like people are like why are you watching somebody play a video game that you can just go and play yourself it's different 
why are you watching Aaron Rodgers play football? You can just go play that yourself. Oh, that's because they're athletes. They're like the best at what they do. Okay, well, that's the same with gaming. You got guys that it's like, oh, well, you can't make money. No, you. some of these guys, now the average person is not going to go and make millions of dollars. But like, if you, like, I'm not a astronomically great person playing FPS, like uh, Call of Duty and Mm. CSGO and stuff like that. I'm like probably like average but you can you also watch, make money being average too right exactly with a personality it actually helps a lot with that but like you watch these guys and it's like you actually watch a cot term people are like oh i could do that it's like these guys are these guys most of these guys don't even go positive i'm like playing on a land tournament against some of the best players in the world is not playing online yeah. with your one ping mm. with an insane internet connection playing other people that have horrible internet connections like you don't realize how much of a difference like we should, should get you get do like a land tournament here that'd be freaking awesome I and then see how talked that, about it and then see what like it, obviously i mean you if you i mean everybody would probably have to bring everybody would have to probably bring their own kind of stuff i've never done any land stuff i assume probably some kind of like router or something you remember when we used to do that when halo first came out you'd have like one xbox in one room and one i think think we talked about this the the meme photo where it's like land parties used to be like and there's the kid taped to the ceiling (laughs) and he's playing on like a laptop that's like taped to him i'm like yeah that's kind of how it used to be i remember like we used to do it with my my family members all the time because i come from a big family we would do that at all of our cousins when Halo first came out. Mm, well, Halo. You be, you're, oh, you've got a quarter of the screen you're playing off of. You know, you, the four of you are all bunched in there playing yeah, off the, one screen. The, you're the, on a team the four and, split screen yep. of 007 yep, Golden yep, Eye. Exactly. With, on with a really tiny with, TV. As no, it is. With like, like a 13-inch TV. Yeah, I'm, like, yeah. I'm like looking at my 55 in the living room. I'm like, how the hell did I used to do it on a 13-inch TV? That's with, what I'm saying. Yeah. With, which, you can what, tell what everything left, was, too. You're left with like a six-by-six square for your part <laughs> on it and this is back with what 240i resolution yeah, and you could that. still tell i don't know what it was but our our eyes could see oh that stuff God. so much better and really? now i look back and i'm like that is bl- that's i'm blind that's i don't know what's going on gold that's back when the ak-47 looked like a pool cue you know what i mean like <laughs> black oh, yeah. pipe with a copper well, red they've got that on on game pass they've got yeah. it now you can mm. play it on the xbox the original one it's just it's so weird Going in and playing, it's like God. This did not age not well. But you, you yeah. remember all the times with like your friends well, playing so, GoldenEye, Super Smash Brothers, Mario Kart. Because I mean, back in the late '90s, early 2000s, as far as like party games, playing with other people, Nintendo had it locked down. Oh, yeah, hundred percent. I mean, you had PlayStation in there. This was before Xbox got into the market. But it, as far as multiplayer games. Go Mario Go Kart. Nintendo Mario. was yeah. where it was at. They were, they were the that, best. That actually kind of reminded me of a, a certain topic where everybody's like, the newer games are getting bad. Because actually, yes, their quality control is not as good as it should be. But at the same time, remember we started off with and what we got to and those big jumps, we kept expecting to see the next jump that is the same much. Dude, it's going to plateau at some point. Like, stuff can only look so yeah, good and play so good. I mean, think about it this way. When they went from an Atari to the NES, people are like, oh, I don't think gaming can get better than this. Yeah, but uh, huge jumps that people were making though, and then like, because the, we lived through that, and then we got to a point where it well, was like, you, all right, did, have you seen? There's somebody. Somebody is in the process of making a FPS game in what Unreal Engine five or whatever oh, it is. I saw that. I think I know what you're talking about. When you first watch the video, if you did not know that it was a video game, mm-hmm. it looks like somebody with like a the body, body cam. cam. Oh, really? It looks. I don't know how they did it. Like real world elements and everything. I'm like. When does it get too real? Like, 
That's a good you know Isn't I mean, there a movie where, well, it's gamer, I guess like death, gamer with, death Race is one of them, but like there's one where the, you basically control somebody. Gamer, I think is what it's called. It's Something with, uh, that was with, uh, oh, what was I it? I did uh, Sparta. Uh, yeah. 300. He did the, the main actor in 300. Yeah. You played as him and then he had to like, what? Like, yeah. And the whole thing is he's like, just let me play. I'm better by myself or whatever. Yeah. It yeah, was an interesting. Because you're risking, the, you're risking the guy's life just to play. Oh, yeah. It's it, it's crazy mm-hmm. how how good they get. But I think the next jump is your story. Like, especially with like, not maybe first person shooters because they're all basically the same. But like with your <clears throat> multiplayers, your MMOs, if you can create a good story, yes, good storyline, a good path, I think that gives you better anything I'm See, weird... but not everybody's into like no, you're right. when i was younger i was into more in-depth stories uh-huh. i did like the uh role-playing games now this was overshadowed by final fantasy but i don't know if you remember it was on the playstation one but legend of dragoon for oh, the ps1 that one in forever it came on for this but it yeah. was around the same i can't remember which final fantasy it came out around the same time it's got a cult following 11 i think and there's always been like I don't know, like rumors. Oh, they're gonna remake it. Like, mm. I'm not a PlayStation guy, but if they were to remake or do a, like a prequel, for example, that game, I would probably buy a PlayStation Five just for that game. Mm-hmm. That game, like voice acting, probably wasn't super great, but like the story, the lore of it, it was amazing. And I mean, like you, like I think I spent like 30 hours. That's not even doing a fraction of the side quest yeah. that you can do. It's crazy story amount of still- stuff. Pretty big. Though. I think that's where you get a lot of these franchises. No, it, it is, but like for somebody like me, like the casual gamer, mm. I'm fine going and playing Call of Duty, yeah. playing multiplayer. Now I did, I have played, you know, the the mm. campaign and stuff like that. Actually, not a bad campaign. I like like this last one was great because they released the campaign like a week before the multiplayer mm. oh, released. So I was like, well, this is perfect because yeah. I can go through. Now some of that game was kind of frustrating because you pl- you played the Modern Warfare Two the campaign. Yeah. Uh, what is that one mission where you're going through um, like the city one where you don't get any weapons or anything? You yes. have to like you have to like craft stuff. It was almost as annoying as the last mission where you're in that high rise building and you're trying to. I, that was the ones I failed so many times. Yeah. Where I got to the point where I'm like, this is dumb. Or the sniper mission where you're just running for three quarters of the mission because I got you have to run like 500 meters to get to the next spot with nothing going on. Yeah. Some yeah. of those are just like they're trying they're to put their length in the hitman stealth mechanics in yeah, the yeah, game yeah, that's yeah. never had it really. No, no. What, yeah. was, what was the one? The Tom Clancy one was like that too, where you had to like sneak through everything to get to where you were getting uh, to the person, whatever it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do they got? What you do? Rainbow Six, Rainbow Six or um, uh, Splinter was Splinter Tom style? Clancy was, wasn't it? wasn't it? I don't remember. I don't think they've made any in a long while, but that's but, the same type of stealthy yeah. kind of stuff but i i don't think i think call of duty is trying to do too much right now and they've got the player base so split now because they've got i mean you got warzone which it seems like they focus way more on warzone than they do the game that people actually paid for yeah oh yeah and now they got dmz which is like their survival their tarkov right basically i've played it a few times i just can't really get into it but like now they've got stuff and people are starting to get mad about this is where you can get like operator bundles like the it's a free-to-play game. DMZ is free. Mm. But now they got stuff where it's like, okay, this one gives you a two-plate armor vest at the beginning of the game. This one gives you a UAV at the start of the game. Nah, it's starting to get the pay-to-win kind of feature. Like, I think Call of Duty should be free-to-play. And this is why I'm kind of hoping that this Microsoft deal still goes through, even though it's technically blocked right now in the UK. Obviously, they're going to still fight it because it's almost a $70 billion deal. And if it doesn't go through, they still have to pay Activision like $3 billion. It's going to, 
it's gonna mess a lot of stuff up but like right now it's all over cloud gaming is the reason they're blocking it's not even because of call of duty anymore they're gonna say that it, there's not gonna be enough competition for cloud gaming well microsoft is the only company really investing in cloud gaming right now mm. so what is they're just supposed to sit back and i but the reason i want it to happen not just because i'm an xbox fanboy but because i think that the series is going to go in a much better direction They'll make it free to play and it wouldn't matter because game pass it's going to be free to play on there anyway so you're not paying for the yearly release and i think if it's going to be it needs to be either a pay game or a live subscription game they're oh. trying to do both right now <clears throat> they're still expecting you to pay 70 dollars for the game I and then it, they still want you to pay 10 dollars per season which yeah. technically if you finish the if you at least finish like 70 percent of the season pass the battle pass or whatever you have enough points where you can get the next one so you don't pay for it but now they got like a uh oh, a black cell one or whatever mm. it's like an extra 30 dollars of course per season and they're trying to get and their people are buying it because day one i'm seeing people with these stupid skins and i'm like nope i i dropped my money on advanced warfare and i was like i spent way too much money on that game that was back with the whole supply drops yeah. and that that's not a thing anymore because there was that gray area where it was gambling and stuff yeah. like that and mm. they got away with it for a long time but I have an issue with that. I'm the the pay the monthly subscription. I get okay if you're going to do monthly updates or keep adding to the game and they, get all that for free. I'm well, that's fine what they're that. they're trying to do a one yeah. game end all game. Well, that yeah. makes sense. Well, which they they had one in in China, the Call of Duty Online. Um, I guess they got a new one going now. COD Mobile is if you've played COD Mobile. I mean, minus the fact it's on your phone, you can use a controller on your phone, Bluetooth, and run it as oh, a controller. Yeah. People, they. Actually, uh, what is it called? The uh, you can do it on your PC too. Yeah. I know that. Emo, what is? Yeah, it? but it it doesn't feel quite as smooth as like a multiplayer game. But no. they have like maps from all the best Call of Duties, guns from all the best Call of Duties. I like, watch a guy that's game. what you want ideally. But as long as people are still paying for it, and there, a lot of the reason that a lot of people are buying the multiplayer is so they can level up all that stuff before the new Warzone drops. Basically, yeah. then get all their guns leveled up and they're ready to go rock and roll by the end of it. I mean, it's definitely on the downward slope, but at the same time too, they're still making huge profits so oh, people yeah. are still buying this stuff like i'll get the game i'm not buying all that extra i don't play so enough for that to be worthwhile issue with some of these card games now it's set release after set release has set yes. i remember when you only had two sets come out in a year now we're up to like three or four I mean, honestly, and then all the expansions on top of that it's like man Mar out on this march of the machine just came out i'm already doing aftermath next week that's what i mean i mean we're talking yeah. not even you're not even getting people where they're collecting whole sets yet to where you're already releasing it's, another set then it's again, almost too much. this is an add-on to this set so all right i'm like i'll give you a little bit of breathing room there but then like all right lord of the rings that comes out well, I mean, followed up by masters well yeah. i i think that i think pokemon's probably partly to yeah. do with that I oh mean, yeah because well yeah you well, know you got especially with these box Scarlet openings that people are just they've already opened everything so you've exhausted it's just happening so much faster yeah. that it's like okay we got to make another best set well, that's the other these thing. people are it's just like oh, i've already got a, like 20 of every single card yeah. in this set i need something else okay well we just released another one now this one's ready to go it's the same thing with everything like, even games is the same thing you yeah. know it's like it's all essential because pokemon honestly could probably do something where it's um you know, one game does everything and they can just keep adding to it. But the problem is, like, especially with Call of Duty, is people are saying, well, they're not charging now for the extra maps and stuff. I'm like, that's great. They had like eight maps at launch. Yeah. Every other Call of Duty's had like 16 maps at yeah. launch. Oh, well, it's got more than that. I'm like, I'm not counting ground war maps. Yeah. I'm not crowning the 2v2 gunfight maps that probably take somebody an afternoon to design. Mm -hmm. It's, I'm counting, like, at this point now, we're. What is it almost? What are we literally like eight months? 
eight months into the seven eight months into this no it was more it's probably like eight months eight months into this game already mm. and i don't even know if they're up to 16 6v6 maps yet i well, think they're still under and most of them especially the last one few ones that they've had so it's horrible like the first season they released shipment and um shoot house they'd keep re- re-releasing yeah <laughs> their remakes because yeah. like they had a museum which was in the beta they've, that didn't even release with the game apparently there was some kind of like lawsuit or whatever oh, right. copyright so, against the museum this is where i'm also conflicted on stuff like that even with you know magic and pokemon and all that they're like all right everybody complains about oh they keep coming up with sets and stuff but we still buy them right so i'm like how can i be mad about that too like uh, if no, everybody's willing to say that they're going to boycott, and then they don't. I guess the way Magic get away gets away with it, and I'm not saying this is right or not, is that they release a new mechanic usually with every set. Yes. So they give you something else new with it. Um, the one thing I don't like about some of the stuff is like Magic does is doing like you know your skin for your guns and everything like on Fortnite and all that, and or you know how you start with they've started doing that with secret layers now. Yes. To where they're just doing an alt art on a card. And releasing it, and then they're charging like so much. And you already know what's in the pack. Sometimes they'll release the pack, and you just pay and you get those cards because they're all alternate arts. I mean, now we're looking at cards like let's just say like a rampant growth. That's a common card has five different prints. Yeah, and we're not even talking from all that. We're just talking all the sets. We're it's not basically about just fillers. Essentially, all yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's well, power creep. That's too. that's well, that, yeah. that's exactly like video games. It's like oh, there's a hundred different weapons to pick from. It's like. Yeah, but is it really? That's why I don't like the whole Call of Duty thing. There's what, like There's 70, some... 70 different attachments on every gun. Well, here's the problem. You actually, you know, there's a Everybody YouTuber exclusive five, ace on YouTube that does a lot of in-depth <coughs> stuff on stats and stuff. Start finding out that a lot of these attachments end up doing the exact, like you got laser attachments. Well, there really is only like three different ones because they all essentially do the exact same thing. Yep. They affect it exactly the same way so it doesn't even make a difference yeah. so this is all just stuff making it seem like there's so much you've got mm. you've got 30 different sites also on a they, web. they do the thing where they're like all right we release new guns guess what everybody's using because it's the new meta the new guns and they're like oh, that's our way of trying to get people to push to buy the season pass instead of well not just season pass but they make it so like okay so technically like all these new ones you can get out of the battle pass or you can complete a challenge to get but mm. a lot of people are just paying the 15 20 30 dollars to get the, yeah, the operator curve. pack to get that gun right away yep and then a lot of times yeah it's usually an overpowered gun they wait a couple weeks yep. they then already they made their money off it, it. it's yep. like okay now we'll nerf it yep there's literally it's a money grab be like hey you're gonna be the best for a couple weeks here yeah like all right i guess that's the one thing about nice kind of well <sighs> Yu-Gi-Oh is bad at it i think about when they release something new that's like the new power power level so you have to go mm. get the new stuff magic still there's alpha and beta stuff that you can't beat still oh yeah they're like they started off fairly strong yeah they start off like too strong to begin with mm. and then now they're just making stuff like different variations of it mm. that are good but not as efficient that is so. cool with the mechanic yeah they do come out with like a new mechanic every set which is nice because you're like hey this is going to be my play style for this one and yeah. it's it doesn't ever seem other than some, but it doesn't ever seem... We're not like getting into that. We're not <laughs> hot, well, I, well, I argued about that last night. I'm not arguing. About it. <laughs> it, does, it, it seems like a lot <laughs> of them, you're like, you're like, that's good, but it's not overkill. No, but I mean, like, I think the nice thing about it, too, is is that, like, like I've been trying to tell these younger kids that are just getting into these hobbies, like, you guys are on a fixed income. This is what I suggest you do. If you want to get into Magic or Pokemon, like, you always suggest doing the battle boxes and stuff for Pokemon. Could you get a deck? You get I, a I would, packs. yeah. I would start off with a pre-configured deck so you're yeah. ready to go. Yeah, and, and that's the same with Magic. Like edit that last night. Edit that little by little. Yeah, and you can get a Commander deck, hundred cards for thirty-two dollars. 
Right. Like, Which, by the way, is <laughs> super cheap. <laughs> Most places are like 40, 45 bucks. I do 32 for a Capri Con. But I'm just saying, if you buy a couple from each set, so you buy a couple a year, they in that format, they're giving you some of the great cards. You get all great cards to give you like a base to build from. Mm. And then, like I try telling people, then you're just min-maxing to get a more optimized deck. Like, I mean, I'm still doing it today. And yeah. it's just because I don't want to spend $500 on a card. There's so many cards, too, that you're going to run into one and be like, yeah. oh, that makes sense. Well, I, yeah. know, I don't know how it is in Yu-Gi-Oh!, but I know in Magic, you can easily make a budget deck and still compete at, like, almost high, high casual. It sounds like, I don't know enough about Yu-Gi-Oh, but in the last tournament, it sounds like there was some stuff where they're like, yeah, there's some stuff that's just like the absolute meta, like the top end stuff. But I guess kind of in Magic, you have some of that, but there's a lot more. You see that more at the competitive level, like at CDH level or like um, standard was a big thing. So like you can only play these sets and you have to build a deck. The competitive casual, a lot of the stuff for across all games, a lot of the stuff can actually compete against each other and Mm -hmm. be pretty even. Yeah, I wouldn't say too many of the mechanics were. But I mean, it kind of falls on the same thing like you were saying with the the different laser sights. Like, does it really help? The it doesn't do anything. They all do the same. It's all like a placebo. Yeah, it's yeah. exactly, that's exactly it's just your what aesthetic. It is. You know what I mean? And yeah, which just, is fine. You know, that's what I mean. But if they do it right, yeah. And the thing is, like with any game, especially Call of Duty, it's like okay, well, we're gonna start cosmetics only. Okay, well, not many people are buying this, so we're gonna add this gun. You know, a lot of people were pissed when they did the remake of COD 4 mm-hmm. and they added new guns to a game that was just a remake to sell. And it's like, mm. this is where people have a problem with it is no longer just cosmetic. But it's, you look at you look at CSGO and it's, I mean, people are paying how much money just for a different skin on a knife? That's what's so surprising too. That, but there's, and this game is how old? All these and now they got companies. the next one coming out and it's all, it's everything yeah. transfers over. All these companies, he, they have to hear everything that the community says for all these. And I know that I've, I've watched some streamers who are like, yeah, we directly talk to some of the developers. And it seems like they're like, cool. Well, at the same time too, with a no, lot of that stuff, it's not even up to the developers. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. True. Like, at the end of the that's day, that's so dumb. The most of these guys are getting paid the same, no matter what they do. Mm. It's not like, you know, uh, let's say like a production supervisor or something like that that probably does get some type of commission, you know, based on what sales do. But then you got like the CEO, president, all these uppers. They're the ones pushing this stuff because they want to see record profits yeah, for this stuff. S- they're stealing the game for the money, and that's right. just like. But and that's man. why I think as long as people still buy the yearly release at seventy dollars, that's probably not going to change. And but that's care. why I said yeah. if it goes to Microsoft, it's gonna be free to play. Mm. If this goes through before the next release, I could see the next title this year. Because I think this was PlayStation's last exclusivity deal where they get mm. some extra stuff, which for the most part, it didn't make much of a difference. But like, uh, was it, which game was it? Uh, I want to say Cold War. When you had like, because obviously Treyarch does zombies the best out of anybody. I don't care who you yeah. are. Like, I can't believe they don't make a standalone game. Yeah. Like Cold War, especially. Like I got sick of the multiplayer halfway through. My buddy's like, come play zombies. I'm like, I don't think I, I don't care about other. zombies. When I was doing it, I don't think I played anything other than zombies. Oh, yeah. With the with one of those games, whenever Cold Treyarch War was, out, like, Cold War was amazing. The story that, that was in so much replayability. Like I, you ever the guy that said the stories out there in Portland? Yeah, the story was so good. But at the same time, too, it's not like a single player game where I'm gonna get sucked into playing for twelve hours. I can go and play 30, 40 rounds of zombies. You don't have an alarm set, so you You, stand up now. You you ever see the video of when the uh, the voice actors were retiring? 
You ever see that video? No, I didn't. Oh, dude, if you, dude, it'll, it'll choke you up a little bit because the guys are like, oh, like, for like games and stuff, yeah. For no, for the uh, for the zombies mode, the voice actors for it when they were retiring, they're like, right. we're no longer doing another game. They're like, oh, hey, wow. thank you guys for all the years, and they're like all older guys now, and this is like, fuck that. Yeah, <laughs> no, <laughs> that they, now that's that's one thing, obviously, especially with Call of Duty because it's a AAA title, they've got way more money, so they can mm. do that stuff. Like, I don't know if you remember some of the older. Um, promotional trailers and commercials they used to do at launch and stuff like that like uh was it black ops 2 or ghosts where they had tons of celebrities in that one video yeah like a ton of them like i can't that imagine how much that that, that commercial crazy. cost like i'm talking like a ton of ton of big that was the names. one where they were running through like the city wasn't yeah, it? yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember yeah. I remember that yeah, like it good. happened where he was uh jonah hill was like on a street or whatever and then he <laughs> yeah, died to like yeah, a yeah. like a, a bouncing no Yo, bouncing betty or something <laughs> like that yeah that oh, like it's not like that anymore. That was back. Uh, well, Ghost was it had so much hype behind it because it was coming off of Black Ops Two success. Oh yeah, that was. And they had Survival by Eminem. I don't know if you remember that that song. That's right. You'd have to look it up, but it's super hype song. Like the trailer they came out with, and then it just everybody. That was like. See, that's the thing. Some people say it was the worst Call of Duty ever. Yeah. I don't agree with that. I still think like Infinite Warfare and um, that's the tough thing with uh, game franchises and stuff is everybody's expecting them to top their game as much as the last one topped the one before that, and you cannot keep that up. And actually, this is a separate category here, but that's what people are doing with the superhero movies, all the Marvel stuff, all the DC stuff. They're like, "Well, how do you top Endgame, dude? <laughs> that was so good. Good luck topping that." Oh, yeah, I actually <laughs> seen a reaction thing when um, Cap. The, spoiler alert. Uh, Captain America got picked up Thor's hammer Milnir, mm -hmm. and like the crowd reaction yeah. to the seeing it for the first time. It's like, I saw that and I'm like, you I like, happen. you remember that. And some, everybody's commenting. I was like, I would give anything to experience this moment. Oh yeah. Again, when they won. like oh. it, Dude, no, well, not well, even just when they want. When they, they give you when a sneak peek and they when when he he wiggles it. it that on was the table. in um, uh, which Avengers it? was that? Oh, yeah. Age of Ultron? Yeah, yeah Age of Ultron. Yeah. He wiggled, yeah. And, uh, oh, God, that would be another... Man, we should have it in a podcast just about Marvel. <laughs> we could go over everything. There's so I much to got cover a, with yeah, that. I got a buddy, <laughs> uh, Big Red Gamer, he does a podcast where it's a lot of that stuff. I actually yeah. might have to link you guys up for that. But it's like, that's that's my big thing on it, is like a lot of people are like getting mad about stuff. Like, oh, these new ones suck. I'm like, dude, that's because you're comparing it to the old stuff. And that's so dude, tough to top. You look at it and you look at some of these actor choices, it's like... God, that was such a good casting. Like, dude, could you see anybody else's Iron Man that directly relates to the character? Yeah, dude. You know, I think there was no, actually I mean, in the beginning. The, I think they were trying to get Tom Cruise for it. Oh, that wouldn't work. He's too short. No, I did. There was always the rumors. <laughs> yeah. with the Doctor Strange. The only way that would work is Madness, where they were gonna have <laughs> him thrown in there as like from another universe. Yeah, or there's something. another like, one, Doctor Strange. I mean, that was a perfect one. I think for oh, yeah, God, him perfect play. fit. Perfect fit. But like, look at look at some of the like DC. I think this is why they just waited too long and they just rode the Batman train for so long that it ruined everything. Yeah. They've got so many other entities that it, they could do. It seemed like they were chasing Marvel. Yeah, for sure. Well, they, well had, they had really I think good DC ones. I had Batman it like earlier. in the nineties. Yeah, yeah. Marvel wasn't Marvel wasn't true. really relevant until when, until like Spider Man because what Spider Man I think was the well I guess you got 
X Men. That was right around the same yeah. time. I mean, as yeah. far as like their Justice League and then all that other stuff is like, oh dang, they missed the, did, I think they, they missed, they missed, they missed really the boat on that one. Yeah. The Justice League, they missed the boat on because I think they, they a keep lot of trying to remake it, and it's like yeah. it's done. It's it, the, that, right, that boat sailed. You got to figure out something else. They were the first ones to jump on the bandwagon first with superheroes. Is that the remember the Batman when they had Arnold Schwarzenegger? Was it Arnold Schwarzenegger? Was Mister Freeze? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was those were good ones. They were bad. Yeah, that was with the whole nipples on the suits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jim Jim Carrey. Is the Riddler too? That was that was, a good, was casting. good casting. And actually, the new guy for the new the newer one, I got to give it to him. I know they're doing for the more gothy and dark vibe, and but I'm like, you know what? That's okay. I'll let it, I'll let the Riddler be something you, else. You well, what? I think accurate. that's what DC needs to go. I think they need to go dark, like they need Joker, to, and they need to follow the Punisher so theme. They, they need they, they need, need to the go Punisher more theme. dark. Why do they cancel that? And the, Marvel is going to have to stick with more. Fram, family friendly maybe have a few that are kind of off the wall because you've got some of the series that were on mm. TV um, Marvel was never that dark to begin with though I mean DC's always really. been a darker I mean comic no me. to be honest well, uh, you know what Doctor Strange that did have some more dark you moments are right, you are right, in it yeah. Which is fine. I don't yeah. think they should all go with that. Obviously, there's a, there's so much coming up. What they've got planned. I, I like um, what they did with the Doctor Strange thing because you guys see Guardians of the Galaxy three. I haven't seen it right. yet. It, didn't that just release Thursday? I'm yeah. It just came out, right? My daughter's mom took the kids out to see it at the drive-in. I, I've heard I'm nothing but good stuff. Trying to avoid everything, like spoilers anything, yeah. and stuff, because I do want to see it. Whether I'm going to be able to get to the theaters to see it in time. Speaking of people that were perfectly, ca- Chris Pratt and that dude. Yes, you. I don't. Yes. he is awesome. His, it, it also, that comes off of his Parks and Rec Creek character. Yeah, yeah. He, he kind of got typecast. Didn't he this? lose like a hundred pounds or something? Yeah, he like had shredded to play for that because oh, he's yeah. total he's dead body in Parks and Rec. But also that character, that personality, where he's like, "Hey, like I'm trying to be super serious, but everybody thinks." I'm a goofball. There's no yeah. better opening to the very first Guardians of the Galaxy when he comes in dancing to uh, oh, yeah. the old music, yeah. dude. I love dude, that. I, I was actually, like, that's great. I actually looked up the playlist for Guardians of the Galaxy oh, and I have great. it on my uh, yep. on my uh, Amazon thing because yep. I'm like, yeah, this is such a hit playlist, and oh. I, I I'll be listening to the whole thing through and through multiple times. But uh, yeah, that's a very good typecast. And one thing I was actually I don't know how I got off of from this, but like great stories for video games. Rockstar, Red Dead Redemption 2. It's, dude, you want to talk about a game that's going to break your soul? That game right there. Speaking of that, look at, them, look at the amount of video games that they're starting to they don't miss. make into movies. Yes. Or yeah, TV series. That. Okay. That's cool. What was the what was the most the oldest video game to movie you can it's remember? Movie? Super, Mario Super Mario Brothers. Brothers with, that was real uh, early. Yeah. It was I think when the first one wasn't it? And that was what is that? Still regarded as one of the worst movies of all time. <laughs> Sorry, it's one of those movies that's so bad that it's, it's awesome good. To watch. It's so bad that I it's love good. it. It's awesome. But like, you look at where its stuff is at now. Like, I didn't. I've never played Last of Us, but I can see like so oh, yeah. many people are so into that now. And I guess the Last of Us sales have jumped since that series uh, dude, came I, out. I, the amount of people uh, that have been buying that game great. that never played it. I never played. Um, it. And then, and then of course, you got the Super Mario Brothers movie, the the new one that just came out. Apparently, that one's good, and apparently, that's going to start a whole universe. They're going to yeah. get Donkey Kong. Um, when you you type, it's all going to lead into Super Smash Bros. and everything. Bowser, that is the best Bowser ever. Jack Black oh. is Bowser. That's awesome. Isn't yeah. isn't awesome. the whole Peaches song up for like an Academy Dude. Award? Yeah, or something? and he Dude, did that on a whim. See our Discord. Yeah, you see our Discord for no. a couple of kids. They're like they just got super into the Peaches thing, and now there's an actual emoji oh, that we use that's Bowser. <laughs> so it's oh, like because God. of them. But he, um, I I just watched a video on that. He said that he never thought it was going to get that 
IFR because you know he's got like he's, he's got fun thing with music. Yeah, and he's, he's great. But he's with just that. like you know what? The, he's I a, asked a director and I just wrote a song. Next thing I know, it's he does it for really every hard. every movie. But he, he's he, up there with he's one of those those actors where he's up there with Keanu. He's oh, up yeah. there with just all like just the like great people that never had anything bad about him. Right, that, just that seems like it would be yeah. a genuine person. Yeah, you know, like Wholesome. if you actually met kind yeah. of person. Um, and it's like it's crazy when you look at some of this stuff. What was the video game or uh, anime that Keanu Reeves just voice did? I don't remember. Uh, Cyberpunk. Yeah, he and he did such a good job with that. Yeah, I and he it was great. But yeah, like when you sense. look at like getting back to that like the whole video game thing, like that's where I think things are headed and people don't realize it's like you start looking at it, it's like some of these games if they do them right they can be bangers They're like huge markets all these they got the god of war one plan i think with amazon i think is coming oh, that wow. one. um that'll be huge henry, i guarantee that's going to be huge henry cavill with warhammer if they're letting him have some creative direction with that and letting him say because he's huge into it oh i love him. Uh, speaking cavill. of which I, I, I didn't like him until he said he loved warhammer and then listen to him talk about it watch a couple of his interviews on it he is passionate he's passionate right. about and all th- that's projects. what that's what matters yeah. it's like people are doing it because some of these yeah. some of these newer you know, let's say studios or whatever, mm. making these video game movies, they don't have necessarily the biggest budget when it comes to this stuff. True. So you need people that are super passionate about yeah. it, mm. you know, to be able to push to do something like this. Um, like, I don't know if you remember from the 90s, the old original Mortal Kombat movies. Like, yep. they were, they were the, okay. Yeah, yeah, they didn't the, age well. But look, at, have you seen who they're, ca- who they're looking at casting for Mortal Kombat 2 for Johnny Cage? No. No. What the heck is that one guy's name? You'd have to Google it. I've got my... If you Google Mortal Kombat 2, Johnny Cage, I can't think of the actor's name. He's been in a ton of other movies, though. And it's like, at first, I'm like, I'm not sure. He seems like more of like a badass. He's been in, I think, some more comedic roles. Mm. Um, but I could definitely see, because like that last Mortal Kombat they had with the whole uh, Scorpion and Sub-Zero with Scorpion, I guess, was more of the, let's say, good guy, per se. Mm. I thought they did that fantastic and it had more of that good gore and stuff like where that's what people get mortal Kombat for let's be I, honest that reminded me of um you remember thad castle from blue mountain state the yeah, cat that one i never watched all right well the he's now jack reacher is it the miz it's not the miz right that's playing him no what oh, i don't know he's like a oh god what is his name Oh, Mortal Kombat 2. Well, for the new Jack Reacher, they two. have him, and he's just a big dude, and I think he, I think he was perfect perfect casting for that. He's doing such a good job on it, where he's just just calm and collected. He's like, I'm going to do this. Carl Urban? Okay, so it wasn't, yeah. He was the one that, um, oh, that, what else did he do? Hold on. Carl Urban. Google him. Jamie, pull that up. <laughs> I know what. Yeah. Uh, let's Wait, see put here. that on the screen, would you yeah. please? Okay, let's hear turn, it. Turn the okay, <laughs> okay, Thor Ragnarok, the dude that was guarding um, the big ass sword. He had the two guns at the end of the movie. I can't think of his name. Oh, I can't either, but I know who you're talking uh, about. He was in Star Trek. He was uh, the gatekeeper. What name for the. Lord of the Rings. He was. Um, what character was he in Lord of the Rings? Hold on. I'm he was in Lord on this. I didn't know that. Which one was? I'm trying it. to remember what the face looks like, honestly. Oh, here. I feel bad. You don't have to speak back while he's this guy. At. That's who they're planning to oh, use. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, that'd be good. That actually brings another good point. All right, you know how people love the dark and the stuff, and they like seeing superheroes be like actual people. Mm-hmm. That show right there, Invincible. Also, that show, that anime. That that is great. Invincible yeah. Or what they're doing with uh, Peace? Or was it? Oh, why am I messing up? Peacekeeper, Peacemaker. Pe- uh, it's Peace with uh, Peacemaker. I think with uh, John Cena. 
Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. dude. Those shows are blown up because people want to see the grimy stuff. Well, like, that's what, and oh. that's that's why I said I think DC needs to focus more on that yeah, part and let Mar- don't try and be Marvel. No, no well, yeah. it's just like when Call of Duty tries to be Battlefield. Well, exactly, exactly. And vice right. versa. Yeah. You need to stick no, to why yeah. people like your game. Well, and I think that's why Henry Cavill would be great if he yeah. has any director. Because he said, because he so the good. 40K universe is a dark place. Oh, like, yeah. if you read any of the books or anything, it is the worst. You cannot thing pull ever. your punches yeah. with the 40K community. You ha- if you do not make that movie like the, the, the Dark Knight, Mm-hmm. It, they will not respect that movie at all. Right, it'll and that's what you need. To, that's what you need and, to stick with. And yeah. the thing is, gonna, when yeah. I hate when a director comes in, it's like I'm going to put my own twist on this. No, no I don't not know. That one. I watched it years ago on Nickelodeon, The Last Airbender, mm. Avatar, and that had so when much potential. M Night Shyamalan did it, and I watched that. I'm like, they just shoved literally an entire book into like an hour and a half movie they they i'm like like me and my buddy watched um, it it's like they missed so much import so many important details in this they, show it's like no and i think they're actually remaking it are they got, it, got netflix it. or amazon's got it they're gonna make it a series which it, makes way more sense it does and it looks like a lot of un like unknowns but they're actually getting characters that look more like the original characters mm. i'm like because like in the m night Shyamalan, this was my biggest pet peeve is ang in the cartoon animated series in I'm like Shyamalan. He had them saying "ung." I'm like, it's I guess Aang. I didn't notice. That. It's never yeah, it been "ung" or whatever. Like, it doesn't make sense. Like, Aang. he put his own twist, and you cannot put a twist on a series that's already established. It's ha- it has a massive cult following. It, it was does. an amazing show, and I'm like, they they hop into these different groups and these of people in these certain things, like yeah, Avatar, or like or like I was saying with Warhammer, they're like, yeah, we could do that, dude. If you know anything about these communities, we you know they like you to stick to the core material. You, you right. have it, to. You there have might be to. some. There might be some things how where many, it might change up. And how many and times do they have to mess up though? At before the same they time, too, <laughs> it's like if you're making a movie based on even a video game or whatever. Passionate fans with that community want to see a visual a visual representation of that character. They don't want somebody that doesn't look anything like the character. It has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with, you know, the color of their skin or whether a man or woman. They want to see that specific character. It's just, it's just like that's what you need was. to you need yeah. to that's what you need to they, focus on. They it's, did that, they did the same thing with uh, I don't know if you guys read books or follow books. The Wheel of Time series they released it on Amazon Prime. Amazon Prime bought the book series. Hmm. They will not have a second season because they did such a bad job. They jammed like three books in the first season. Yeah, and the and community was so upset about it. They're like, "What are you doing? You're missing there's so many plot you, points." There's here. some things that it's like, "Oh, this would make a great movie." It's like, no, because you're gonna miss too much important detail. I think if you just would have took it more time, you have to t- you have to take your time more. It's like look at look at Lord of the Rings. Exactly. It's you know, so it's like they man. didn't they didn't just make that an hour and a half movie and do two movies like well, you, and even then like if you watch a theatrical you know the extended versions mm-hmm. like you could sit there all day and watch in those. Yeah. But then again, though, in that same retrospect. Harry Potter wasn't that bad, and they were pretty close to the mo- the books. Mm-hmm. I mean, Grant, you can't fit everything no, into no, the no, of course not. But but they did a decent job of depicting what it was. People right. loved it too. Yeah, look how it. look it's how it cool. works. Oh, it's yeah, theme parks now. See, that's look how big part. it is. Look how good. The, I think yeah. the game. I think they said that the game just passed a billion dollars in sales. Yeah, is the game good? I haven't played it. I've, I've heard it's I've really heard it's good. good though. Yeah. Now but, I've heard the last gen games is having some issues on because that that launched like a month or two after the next gen consoles launched with PC and stuff. That's the point though that's so confusing to me like, how many times do they have to fail doing the same mistake where they're like we're not going to listen to the community or the lore or anything and then they go south and they're like oh what happened 
I think the big yeah. thing you have to do is really follow the lore. Like, don't do like. Well, somebody that doesn't doesn't know anything about it should not be a not controlling nitpicky, interest yeah. in yeah. whatever's going on because they, they, they could be. They don't care because Just ask people. Just right. ask your community. Get like five guys in there that are super into Just it read the and book. have them and give them. Yeah. Read the book or watch well, the movie or read that, a comic like, or do you whatever. Need somebody that has read these books or watched these series yeah. forwards and back or video games, whatever, because it does make a difference. Like they're going to teach you how to be profitable just by being like, Hey, you follow this. People are going to love that. Boom. Well, easy. Uh, right. And a perfect like, example is walking dead. They left characters alive in that, that weren't alive just because they had such a huge following on the online or on the TV presence. And I think, characters I think alive. part of that probably had something to do with where they didn't want to make it predictable for people that knew already yeah, yeah, what was going to yeah, yeah. happen and stuff like that. I actually watched a uh, documentary about that show. Uh, somebody was talking about the downfall of it and I actually kind of agree with it towards the late <laughs> the end kept going, it, it gets bad I think they started yeah. doing stuff where they had a whole episode dedicated to this one character rather than one unique goal so it was like alright what's that that's a backstory that's a backstory that's a backstory and then finally pushing the actual main story I'm like it, it makes you know you what feel I didn't like, like that it makes yeah. you feel like they're trying to plan for a spinoff you know what I mean? Like, because back in the day, yes. spinoffs they, they did. They have a lot. Like, look at like Cheers. There's like five spinoffs. Fraser, Fraser spins off of Cheers, mm. and it, you didn't expect it because he wasn't like a super main character. He doesn't even show up until like the fifth season. You know what I mean? And it turned out to be a great show. Yeah. But I mean, it's like they're almost forcing. Oh, how do we make more money? How do we? Well, make that's this just cow? and, and a lot of that. A lot of that's just going? a cash grab. Yeah. And in the beginning, with the whole Super Mario Brother movie, I thought that was going to be a cash grab. And I was with everybody else. It's like Chris Pratt as Mario. But apparently, I haven't watched it yet, but I've heard it's, I, it's done good. Dude, I heard it's movie. Great. I heard it's great. And I'm like, well, there you go. So there's a company that did it right. Yes. You know, and I'm sure they're going to do great. They're probably going to be just as big, if not bigger, than the whole Marvel series if they're planning, if they're doing everything leading to like a Super Smash Brothers movie. And like, that's the direction that some of these companies need to go. They need to stick with their core. DC needs to stick with more gritty a grunge kind of mm -hmm. darker kind of uh, allure and Marvel needs to keep with more of the fast paced action that appeals mm -hmm. to a larger base yeah. um, with good storytelling um, and good characters, obviously. And you need to pick characters that suit the role. It's like, you know, another one is um, what's his name with, uh, Oh my God. Uh, Captain America. Um, Chris Evans. Chris Evans. Yeah. He so does fit that role. I remember well. the first movie I seen him, not another teen movie. Oh, yeah, yeah right i had the whipped yeah. cream on everything yeah. and i'm like oh crap that is him yep. and then it's like a lot of people don't remember is that's not the first marvel movie he was in no it's not he was the human torch in mm -hmm. the older fantastic four yep it's like oh, he fit that role perfectly too in the, yeah i think he, did he fits the look really good in that one like He's you look at some then, of this yeah. stuff and it's like all the stuff they've got planned and i mean now that they're starting to integrate like deadpool and stuff like that in and x-men is supposedly coming yeah. And it's like, obviously, some of these characters are going to have to, you know, change because some of them are getting too old to be, you know, being able to do the roles in that younger look, I guess we'll say. So we'll have to Actually, see how they go. But it, it just stuff has to be done right. But they just can't take too much away. Like I said, I'm sure that the whole God of War thing, that's going to be held to a super high standard. I think, too, though, they're going to have to do that really good to lend what you to kind of what you said is, too, is I think you really need to pick a good story. So, like, if you get a little sure. off base, like, let's let's just say, like, Transformers, you can twist that one pretty good. Like, you can move well, her there's, around. There's at the end of the day, more, it's robots fighting robots. But there is a, a... There's a lot more to it. Like, yeah. I think, don't they got, like, Beast Wars coming up? Yep. Yeah, that one's coming out here soon. So, like, I remember watching the cartoon. That did not age well, that animation style oh, that from the terrible. 90s. That was terrible. And I'm like, yeah, this is... 
this is how you can veer off because there is more to it. Like, um, like I said, changing what the color character looks like. Well, like for, you know, the whole Marvel cinematic universe that you can pull that off. Spider-Man, you got Miles Morales, you have different universes that you can, you can make this work and you can, you can just go off on the story because other lesser known characters will say might not be as big, you know, like obviously when you think Marvel, like, beforehand you know obviously iron man was a character but i still think in the you know the 90s and early 2000s everybody thought of marvel marvel as x-men spider-man that was yeah. essentially it you know back then did you hear people talking about dr strange even though it was in comics the hulk definitely was one that yes. was kind of in that I, I, and I think that lends to who you pick. Like you said, you got to pick good characters. You have to, to pick show, a, and like, it doesn't have and to I necessarily love, be a big name that's got star power. It has to. It, I think a lot of it does have to do with how the character yeah, looks. I love Edward Norton too. If we're the Hulk, I think he's a great character. But at the same time, they're like, yeah, we're gonna. He's like, I'm gonna focus on the kid being abused as a, like a kid, right. and like that's kind of leading to the, the rage issues and stuff. And then like. Well, you know, Mark Ruffalo, I'm like, dang, Mark Ruffalo Mike does Ruffalo. seem like a pretty good spot for well, they've it. They've got what Hulk Hulk Wars or whatever, and it's supposed to have all the original mm. Hulks and everything. So I don't know how they're gonna lay that one out. <clears throat> um, I have a question for you guys also from the Doctor Strange, the last one that just came out. Um, I know that, you know, a little bit of the Evil Dead influence in there, and I am biased on this because I love the Evil Dead franchise. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the scene, not to spoil anything, but uh, the scene they're going through all you know all the tunnels and stuff in there and then you're like man you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of the spirit going through the woods and you're like following the camera it's like making all those noises right. and i'm like dang this has just turned into a horror movie for a marvel movie and i love that it was definitely mar um that one was definitely a lot darker mm-hmm. um and one thing i actually just found out not that long ago is apparently um like the writer's director or whatever for uh multiverse of madness they were not allowed to see how WandaVision ended. Oh, oh the really? Series. So I think that, and that was another series that was like, I started watching and I'm like, this I, I is a weird yeah, show. Yeah, I wasn't big on that one. But I'm like, and people are like, I just couldn't watch it past the second episode. I'm like, no, you need to get like episode four or five. A lot more of it starts coming together. It makes a lot more sense. Like once you watch it start to finish, it's... It makes way more it's sense. It's tough to now. get people to be like, "Hey, you got to stick with it." Like that's right. Even me, I'm I, like, like, they're, like they're, just they're, be good. They're obviously, they don't have the budget going into some of these small TV series, but I think uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, was the closest to the cinematic action experience out of all of them yeah. so far with Marvel. Hmm. And I, I think it was only like six episodes, but I'm like, that was a fantastic series. Had a good, you know simple storyline that you could follow it wasn't like all over the place it made sense it flowed in with the story and that's another thing that i like um like i don't know if you ever watched uh agents of shield that was like a series that went on it that was okay one, i watched it for a little bit it, but it's, it's another one that everybody. it seems like it's got good episodes and bad episodes yeah good episodes yeah and bad episodes. but if you if you actually sit through and watch it like coincides with the movies some it, episodes it, they did a pretty good like, job of like it's trying going to follow on this, it and, right you know I, like, I do like the integration to ghost rider in it i thought that was cool and all, all this stuff's in. gonna be you know they're gonna be integrating uh ghost rider supposed to be coming into the marvel cinematic universe yeah, they bring him back he's actually way more powerful than i ever knew sorry nick cage but like i don't oh, think yeah, they did him justice no, they did not like his character in the comics was outrageously powerful. Like, yeah, and a lot more grimy too. Yeah, yeah. he's well, one of those, those more ones, dark. You know, ones, like uh, what is it? Uh, Nick Cage and um, God, what's her name? That other series that they had, I think on CW, maybe it's on Disney now. I know that some of the original series that are 
they're definitely more closer to that rated R because they're a lot darker and gritty, mm. kind of have more of that, you know, that feel to it. Um, but like a lot of those, I think they're starting to slowly kind of try and integrate that those characters because some of these older characters are not going to be like, I mean, Robert Downey Jr. I mean, probably at some point he's going to make some type of appearance in a future movie. I, th- I think it's just going to be like, you know, kind of like how... Uh, uh, Peter Parker and them. He's like, oh, I still see him everywhere I'm going. And like, well, he's like that kind of thing. Where he's not actually one, there. It's they like did like a one teaser well, they or can one spoiler add stuff, you know, yeah. from other movies. I don't know if you saw, but apparently they added, um, uh, uh, what's his name, Anakin Skywalker Christensen. They added him to um, Episode Six. That would be Return of the Jedi, right? Star Wars. Oh man, I don't know. So at so the end many. scene where you see Obi Wan and Yoda in their like yes. spirit form, yeah. they actually went in and digitally added Anakin mm. Christensen mm-hmm. in that whole thing. And apparently it was a sh- it was a scene that Lucas had, had shot in Episode Three. Didn't tell him what it was going to be for. Basically, just stand there, kind of smile and stuff like that. And they added that into the movie. So now when you watch that movie on Disney, they added that into oh, a wow. movie that is old that old yeah. oh wow so they mess they can mess with the history of it then basically well, i'm sure you, if you have original ones you know but yeah they added they added that into the very end of the movie huh. i'm sure it's crazy about that well it's I, well it ties together because obviously yeah. you know you go back it was episode four five and six then it was 1999 when episode one came out, because I remember, because it was the same time as Harry Potter one, because it was playing at the theater at the same time. Oh, they what, ruined, what a time to be that, that one, two, three. They ruined those movies, man. Those movies were wrong. Jar Jar Binks. Jar Jar Binks was terrible. Jar Jar. I haven't hey, watched. The, I haven't show watched. my boy some respect. I have oh Jar Jar. No, your boy gets no respect. I He's haven't watched him at Let the Last Mandalorian, but the actor that played Jar Jar, they had him as a Jedi in the end in that last episode of uh, Mandalorian. Heck, oh, Jedi. did they? Heck yeah. It, it's funny though because. I you know what's it. funny about I this is, is that my little cousin, um, we made him watch it one, two, three, and then the old ones, and it is so interesting his take on it now because he's got all these different views then like, mm. from personal my experience because we watched it, you watched three, four, five, and then you are we watched what was it four, five, six, right. then we watched one, two, three, so we have like a total like now it's different like, how you watch is, it now, but like so I don't know if you guys have watched a lot of the series like the last season of the Mandalorian I I. It's almost like a cash grab, kind of like the Boba Fett. I haven't, thing. I haven't picked that one. It almost seems like the book of Boba Fett. They were like, "Oh, okay, this is not doing so great." It's like, okay, so let's make this story more about the Mandalorian because that's that, 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 the one thing that I kind of get turned like. off on about those is that like you can feel the cash grab now, like, right? Yes, but we're running to the Mandalorian now. We're making all that. I'm like, where they just watched. Just... Have you watched Andor? I mm. haven't. That one is an amazing series. And apparently they're going to have Andor season two. So did you watch Rogue One? I did. Because yeah. that had... Um, uh, and I really like that I want to say it's it Poe, but it's not Poe. What, what is the main character's the, the main character's name in that one? The He's in Andor. Trooper. No. Right or no? No. I'm talking that goes into Rogue One. He's the main guy. Oh, man. I have to He's the one at the beginning of the series. Okay. So in Rogue One where he goes into the alleyway, chases that... He gets that guy down to tell him whatever. Oh, this is where they start learning about the Death Star and stuff like that, yeah. right? And that's when he finds out about it. And then troopers are coming in, so he shoots him, and then he climbs up the wall. It's that main character. So he's okay. the main protagonist in Andor. And apparently, I guess their plan is for season two of that is going to be basically the three days leading up to Rogue One. 
So they're going to tie that story in. Because, like, if you remember episode, well, I guess the end of Rogue One, it leads into episode four, how Vader comes into the ship and then Leia's ship goes yeah. off. So, like, if you were to watch all these movies now in order, it makes so much more sense and it feeds in mm -hmm. with each other. And I think, honestly, out of since episodes one, two, three, I think Rogue One is probably my favorite that they've released because it wasn't centered around Jedi. It was centered around like the rebellion and how everything started. Yeah, the planes over the trying to get the planes for the yep. Death Star and Yep, a good point. I like the way that you worded that though, where you're watching something and then you could feel it that it feels like a cash grab. It's not that like it's okay, so like Rogue I agree with you. Rogue One was amazing. I love Rogue One. And that felt good because you're giving us a preamble to what we've been watching for our whole for right. our, our whole childhood. Well, okay, so it's like how led up to how they get the plans if yeah, they don't really like, explain a lot. That's of cool. So like cause you just get a kind of like as my brother would put it, you get the, you know, bullcrap psych over it. Like in uh, Pacific Rim, oh, they've got 10,000 horsepower muscle bands. You know, they give you like this blatant ex blatant explanation for something of how it works in the movie. You know what I mean? And it's just obviously not true. It's right. a blatant explanation. And then that one is like the same thing. You're like, well, really, how'd they get to these plans? How'd she end up with them? And like it leaves all these questions. But then, so Rogue One was great. But then you slowly get like, oh, just because Bubba Fett had such a huge following... Now we need to make a movie out of them. Yeah, God, I can just it. I, I it had and parts it feels that was that was okay, but it. I don't know. I just didn't it, it care feels for it as much. It feels it like does. you're forcing bringing that back to Marvel. That's actually kind of the reason why I don't like a lot of the shows of it. It's like I'll watch an episode. I'm like, it, man, this feels like filler it. time, man. This it, feels like that's filler. why I like well, Ca um, Winter Soldier and Falcon because I thought that one. It, I mean, it's cash grab at the end of the day because I know people are going to be into it. But I thought that one was executed I, very well with the story. Hmm. It didn't seem like just the action did not feel cheap. I think that's why yeah. Marvel has such a did. That's why Marvel did such a good job with explaining because each one of their characters already has a story. Yeah. Like Ant Man, I think that was a great movie, and that I, was one that I, I honestly smart, never yeah. watched yeah. Ant Man for the longest time until I'm like, watch it and, you're and like, then you watch it. Like, watch it. Another great casting. Story. This yeah, makes another great so casting. <laughs> You mean but the like, guy that looks the same as he did like 20 years ago? <laughs> dude, dude, Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd doesn't age. Dude, I, when I actually looked up his age like not long yeah. ago, I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know the other main thing? He has like seven kids. The dude is did a not huge know. family. Yeah. The dude yeah. is, he's like, he, I, I was dad. still got nothing on Nick Cannon actually, with his oh, like 13 oh, yeah, yeah, kids or I became like a fan of uh, Paul Rudd because oh, of the new Paul make of Wet Hot American Summer. I haven't seen that. I watched that on Netflix and I was like, what is this show? And I'm watching him and he, he rolls up and he just throws his bike down like he's trying to look cool and it just ruins the bike that he was on. He's like, and just like looks away from it next tough. I'm like, but I'm just, he's great. got that role. He just always suits the comedic type. Yeah, it's it's yeah. when you, when you put actors like that, that are always like a comedian, always in dark films. It's like you put them in something else. It's like, oh, that's just weird. So like, um, he's a good example of that. Uh, Jim Carrey, you only think about him in comedies. But you like, know there who was does a, a great job of transitioning that, and he only does usually does TV series is Brian Cranston. Yeah, you remember him from Malcolm in the Middle? He was his the dad in that. He was freaking hilarious. Yeah, no, he's a very good. Um, and then in Breaking actor. Bad, he was yep awesome. You know yep. what he did right after that too? That was really good, like an actual impressive transition. Godzilla. When he went to that, why do I I vaguely I remember that they've made Godzilla? He was in so the Godzilla. Remember yeah. when uh he, he's going into the city and it's all radioactive and everything. And oh, that's right. He is the dad that dies. I didn't know yeah, that. I forget that. Yeah. yeah. When he was in there, I'm like, oh my god, that's Brian Cranston. I'm like, he's one. He's a he's so good. No, he. There is some actors that are like that, but I guess I'm more pertaining to like ones that 
always seem to have a certain type of role and then you see them in something else that looks weird. I don't know. Did you guys ever watch the American Horror Stories? No. Only a couple of them. I get uh, So there's this one I character. Like the premise, but he was his character name was Tate. He was like he was not he was not alive or whatever, ghost spirit, whatever that was in there. He's like always seems to be in that horror based kind of films. Mm-hmm. But he suits that so well. And there's some some actors and actresses that are like you, that that just they work with those roles so well. You know who's a perfect example of that? You no matter what movies and as soon as you see his name come up in the movie, you know the role he's playing is Kevin Hart. He always plays that like doopy yeah. guy. Well, that, I think that really is who I think that really is who he is. Mm. You know, and I dislike it though because every single time I see him, I'm like, let me guess, he's gonna act tough until someone calls him out. And he's yeah, be like, and oh, he, I'm just a little guy. Yeah, yeah. That's every movie. Have yeah, you seen Shaq pick roles. him up? No. Yeah, he walks in and just gives a big old hug. Because oh, yeah. <laughs> like, there's like a four foot difference between the two guys. It's Speaking crazy. about people in movies, do you remember when Shaq did that? Uh, Shazam? Shazam? Yeah. <laughs> I just saw a video on it like recently. Isn't there a whole up? Mandela effect about it? Yep. it they Beats think it's else. Sinbad that actually played that? Yeah. Um, and it's Kazam? I heard of that. I think like we all that. see the same social media. <laughs> I heard that. I, I really want to do an episode with the whole Mandela effect and get oh. people on it that don't really know about it. Look get at pictures and be like, okay, what is the correct? Is is uh, Monopoly? Mm. Does he have the monocle or does he not? Berenstein Bears. Huh. That's another, that, but that wait, one is at, tied to like proper English and how we learned. I think that is tied more. Internet to that. comment etiquette. That's a YouTube channel I like. And he's done multiple videos on it, but it's funny because he does the video as if he hasn't done the last one, and he's like, "Oh, I'm doing my own Mandela effect on my own channel." I'm like, "Wait a second, <laughs> and uh, you yeah. have to delete the other one." But I'm like, still so stuck on the monocle thing. I'm like, yeah, "He's got a monocle, doesn't no, he?" No, he doesn't. I, I, he's like, never I'm, had one. No. Never had a okay, monocle. So, okay, I'm going to describe it. to you what I'm seeing. When you say Monopoly, if, you, if I told you to draw the Monopoly character, this is what I would draw. He has the black top hat, um, tuxedo suit, um, shorter guy, mustache, white, yep. cane, and I would... I'm thinking monocle because it's in his upper pocket with a chain. Well, that's a clock. Well, not only that, but Ace Ventura, Pet Detective, when nature calls, and the guy with the monocle, he's like, and you must be the Monopoly guy. That... That's what I'm, but that's what I'm. Does he really not have the monocle? I could see it be the chain thing, though, but that would be a. He is not wearing a monocle in anything. That would be a. uh, God, does he have glasses? Pocket watch. No, he has something on his face. No, look it up. Google it. it. He's never had a monocle. How about. Is it. I do know you're talking about Ace Ventura, the pet detective. Is it. Isn't that the second one? Yes. Because he goes to the safari or something. Now, what about. Is it. Is it Jiffy or is it Jeff Peanut Butter? I think I always said Jiffy. It's Jeff. Is it Jeff? It's always I think been Jeff. I've always How about Jiffy. Kit Kat? Does it have a little hyphen in the middle of, of it? No, it's just Kit Kat, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's just Kit Kat. But there is... Uh, do you remember this? Do you remember aluminum foil being inside candy bars? Yeah. Because I remember... That's uh, not a Mandela effect. That's actually I, a I, thing, I think but, that, Yeah, I do remember that. The only reason I remember that, and this is kind of a stupid thing, and it proves that I'm goofy, mm-hmm. is I remember chewing on it. Yeah. And you'd have a, a weird feeling. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yep. it had yep. that weird, like, crunch to it. Yeah, see, nothing. Oh, he doesn't. But then, but there's so many people that believe that he always had. And that one, he has it. The guy has it's it. It's a guy faking it. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's got, he's but got the, it up there. But the weird thing is that a lot of this stuff with Mandela Effect didn't come up until after 2012. The whole supposed when the world, the uh, Mayans said that the world was going to end, what is December 23rd? When did Harambe die? I think it was around that time. But it wasn't only that, but it's like, (laughs) you you know where the whole term Mandela effect comes from was Jason Mandela. Yeah. People thought there were so many people that thought he died in prison, but he didn't. 
it was like what was like oh, 10 16. 15 years or whatever when he when he passed away but it's like that's how all this stuff started and you start looking at it and some of the stuff it's like you do believe it the way that it actually is but then you look at other stuff it's like no no i refuse mm. to believe that um febreze is another one does it have one a year or two it's two no, it's one. Is it one? Yeah, it's one. It's I got a can of the car I'm looking at before I go home. <laughs> but like he brought, up the, he brought up the whole Berenstein Bears. Berenstein? I don't Berenstein. remember that that well. It's I don't, a, yeah, it's, I don't remember that one that It's A-I-N. Well. Yeah. Berenstein. But you think yeah, it's Yeah, you tell me to spell something, you might as well just guess and throw dark stuff That's what it was. That's why I said you almost need... My wife right now, if she blushes, she's like, he's terrible. Don't ask him how to spell stuff. He's commenting right now. Don't make him spell. But that's exactly why you need visuals. You know, I could do something like pull it up on screen and like compare the two pictures, which is which is which is how it is. Oh yeah, if you did it that way, yeah. That then you have a visual way. and then you could be like, no, no, it's it. Nope, never has been. Mm. I'd probably pick the right one, I think, probably more, I think. That's what you think. It's tougher than it looks. That's what you no, think. No, I don't doubt it. Because if you just put it. if you just had Febreze up there and it was just one E or two, I'd be like, is there a difference here? Are you trying to like, you know, I don't know. No, but you start getting into that stuff and you it starts messing with your head because it's you swear <coughs> to God that that's how you remember it. <laughs> and it's not only that, but there's so many things. Like I said, the movie. There's a ton of stuff. The movie was the whole thing where everybody believes that Sinbad was in a movie, but it was actually Shaq and Shazam. But you, like, somehow. Sinbad was big at that time, though, too, though, wasn't he? Yeah. Wasn't he doing something at the time? And I think it was. It was never a genie movie, but ever, there's yeah. so many people that remember him in a movie that was I, basically Shazam. With I knew Shaq. it was Shaq, but I, I couldn't. Um, I feel like he did a movie then, but it wasn't a, a genie movie. He was in a movie. But it, well, it's everything. It, start. We were talking about Star Wars. Yeah. Does he say, Luke, I am your father, or I am your father? It's Luke, I am your father. Nope. It's not. It's I am your father. He just says, it? I am your father. Then why does everyone say it's Luke, I am your father? Because I can swear right now I'm just hearing this is people another, saying Luke, I am your father. This is another Mandela effect. Or how about... Um, I've heard that one. Um, the Luke one? Silence, yeah, sil sil silence of the Lambs. Yeah. Does he say hello, Clarice? That's another one that's that messes with yeah, you. Stop. You're just... Pfft. I'm the, now, I'm <laughs> now I'm double guessing everything. I'm like, all right. Here, here, here. Just, What's just, your name? Oh. What's your name, Phil? <laughs> but no, just look, go home, Google Mandela Effect. Just watch a video. I have to. I'm going to have to do that. Somebody will have like a 5, I'm 10 like, minute yeah, video I'm, and they'll go through stuff and you're like, you, you're going to spend a lot of time on Google trying to Life find. Real. No, it was like this. I swear to God, it was like this. Also, some There's of it so has to do with just, yeah, the way that your brain operates and stores memory. And part of that is like, okay, like, Say like Berenstein, Berenstein. I'm like, all right, it makes sense that I would have that spelled like that. Because a lot of people believe it's yeah. because how you learn to spell things yeah. and the pronunciation. And it's a longer well, just word. In, to, yeah. Just yeah. in America alone, I mean, you have five different dialects just from going from north to south. Mm -hmm. I mean, the way people say, like, you know, Midwest people say milk. They pronunciate the LK too much. And it's well, not milk. You know what I mean? You're not, just little pronunciation yeah. things like that. And I mean, Ash knows, but said. I like I, I don't know if I told you, but I'm from Canada, so like moving here when I was a kid, and you know, I, no, there's a metric oh, really? system. You can hear it in an accent. You're gonna pick up on Sp spellings. His spelling. Is not that bad. No, it's after I make my couple of trips I got planned this year, I'll probably come back and sound more like that. I, I, I heard it around my family. I actually had stuff. an instructor uh, that the last class I just took for work. I had an instructor, and he was from Northern Minnesota. I could tell within seconds. Yes. In there, out there. In there, out there. It doesn't seem as bad now. No. In there, out there is what they use all the time. Oh, it's in there, eh? or out there, eh? or yeah, you know, you go over Ooh. in there. Yeah. There, in there, out there is like there's a few things that I might say the way I pronounce things, but like when I moved down here, you know, you have to get down. used to different spellings. You know what I find interesting? R-E is is typically like if you're spelling like say theater, it's R-E, it's not E-R. Now that you bring that up, the funny thing is too is, is it's funny when my wife's from North, North Dakota. When we go back up to visit her family, 
she immediately gets the accent back or she'll start using mm-hmm. it more. There's she'll a start guy, pronouncing things. There's a guy in here yesterday where I know his kids and I know his family and all of them speak just regular Midwestern and he speaks Southern. And I'm like, where are you from? He's like, I'm from here. He's like, I went uh, to the army for like two, three years down in like down it's South. Just an influence. And he never lost the Southern And it, it's subconscious that and you I'm just like, pick it up. And in your head, you're like, about it. you're like, there's no way. You got to be faking that still to this day. But well, it's like people no. that moved, uh, my I wife go, has a friend that he moved to New Orleans and he's at the little bit of that twang. I, I went to that. Louisiana for a couple months like three I and I was sitting there picking up on him like man like, am I a sheep what am I what is that, what is that mixed French it's like bakba or back it's a, the they speak a dialect of it or something like that mm. right but it was just re- it's really odd how people naturally pick up on but actually we're probably getting pretty close here yeah uh, we're at like two minutes or two minutes yeah two yeah. hours 15 minutes right oh, now so yeah. we went on a easy. L- well when yeah. I, I I looked at it you know in the beginning we we're only like 20 minutes and I'm like oh we might not even get to an hour here and then we passed an hour mark and it kind of just like snowballed downhill we started get, once we get off the topic of more of the store stuff and just like yeah. you know basics about magic Pokemon Yu-Gi-Oh then we kind of just started getting off topic talking about just about everything else which is kind of fun but yeah I mean you add like a fourth person into this conversation (laughs) some other thoughts in their head you know next thing it brings up another conversation with stuff that you didn't even think about talking about and kind of just goes from there but we we got some good characters that i think i might want to hop in at some point but yeah yeah dude they're just topics i mean i i know it's a little harder to do stuff all the time but even like maybe do this like once a month or something like that and just roll something out and mm. kind of go from there and have some fun with it and well and when you get a little you know once you get people in there that are asking questions too it helps kind of feed that yeah yeah, oh, yeah. Having some problems yeah. with the, the chat feed of course because you jinxed it you said oh watch now you're doing it now it now it won't it won't work and of course it's not working so i gotta figure <laughs> out why that didn't show up on screen but i can still see them on here it just doesn't show up on the video feed part mm. of it but cool. um but yeah for sure we'll have to i think phil it seemed like you had a pretty good time i mean you were you're right in the I, conversation. I fit in <laughs> everywhere I go. It's weird. At this, at, at, you know, I'm 20 <clears throat> minutes in. It's just like, oh, we're just, we're just talking. I mean, we were talking for yeah. half hour, hour that I was setting everything up. I mean, anyways, it's like you said earlier, you know, I mean, I've been playing Magic for Jesus. It's been almost 20 years now. Yeah, and it's, so it's easy for me. I could talk hours and hours on it. Right. You know I mean, just that topic. I mean, we. I would like to try to actually get some actual like streaming of some of the games because it seems like we keep running into situations where like, dang. How would the ruling work on this one? This is a really odd situation. Oh yeah, you'll see. Even still, we like go said, to Google can, and all you that. You can stuff get and... something basic set up. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't need anything crazy like this for something like that. I mean, you can honestly just you don't even need mics for something simple. Because you're mm-hmm. you know if you want some type of audio, just have the the camera pick up whatever a little bit of audio that you have. But yeah, you could have them like the cameras on each each table and then like i was telling you before if you have like a tournament have like a main event table and have like they, a uh, downward camera on that or maybe even have one on the back of either side like you can the software you can do all that stuff and you can like navigate between tables between different tables they do that with like warhammer that. a lot because it's yes. a little easier to follow yeah. that way yeah. and um one guy um goes to tournaments just drives an rv goes from tournament to tournament i think it's mini wargaming mm. um and that's all he does him and another person will sit there and they'll watch the game and just commentate on the game and give their thoughts on what to do what not to do and then right. you know, he talks to chat and stuff like that and it's pretty neat it gives you a pretty good insight on like yeah, the game, how it runs yeah. and stuff yeah yeah no that's awesome man well i'm i know you got your uh, learn to play pokemon here coming up in about a half hour so uh yeah again if you guys want to check that out he's right here in uh, upstairs in conover square in Oregon, Illinois, uh, the boardroom. Of course, you know, you got your Facebook page, and I think you just yeah. posted that uh, Discord link. So you guys can uh, head over there. That's a good way to kind of join in, get some more information, find some other people you might click with and be able to come out. And like I said, that's all it takes. Start 
meeting some new people. Like I yep. said, I see my buddy that I actually haven't seen in a while. I went to school with him, Matt, mm-hmm. the one that was in here playing Yu-Gi-Oh the other day. And I know he was super into it when he was younger. I didn't realize he was still playing it. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, cause he lives over there in Mount Morris there with me. So, but yeah, guys, this has been, uh, this has been fun. We definitely need to do this again. Hopefully Phil, you're able to join us on the next one. Maybe we can throw another party in here and really get mm-hmm. the conversation going. Hopefully not be over might have to change the time hours. next time to a later one for a, we have another <laughs> guy that yeah, i don't think he can get here that early <laughs> yeah well we can figure stuff out i'm a little more open with that kind of stuff and i don't have my little one going around i know the next well next month is gonna be pretty crazy because i'm going up to canada there in the middle of the month so but i'm sure we can figure out a good time to be able to throw that together and kind of go from there so sounds good yeah ashton, love to do it, again. it was a blast yeah <laughs> ashton phil it's been fun and uh thanks for anybody that stuck around or anybody watching later on uh don't forget all the audio will be uploaded it should be up later tonight or by first thing tomorrow morning up to spotify apple google podcast wherever get your podcast there will be all on there for anybody that can't sit and watch a two uh, two and a half hour video okay. anyways so but once again you guys it's been fun and i uh, look forward to having you guys on next time Ashen, Phil, thanks a lot. Catch you guys on the next one.